Tell me if this sounds familiar. You have a little kid and it's time to eat. So you dish their plate, right? And, uh, and imagine it's family dinner. So it's not just you and the little kid. It's you, the little kid, and everybody else in the family. And everyone eats and it's time to clean up and you get over to this little kid's plate and it's still full of food. Nothing has been touched and if it's been touched, you can't tell. They've pushed the food around, they've wasted the whole dinner and you know a couple of things for sure. One, they haven't eaten. Two, in like an hour when everybody wants to just sit down and be still, that little kid's gonna come and tell you they're hungry. Three, you spent the time to make the food and now this kid has wasted your efforts. You spent the time to buy the food, to work to earn the money for the food and now that food is wasted. It's just garbage because nobody wants to eat somebody else's leftovers, not right off their plate, especially not little kids because little kids are dirty. They don't wash their hands. They put stuff in their mouth. You don't want to eat after them, right? So now you're mad. Does this sound familiar? Does it sound familiar at all? Raise your hand if you've been in this situation. Even if you haven't, let me tell you a quick story. My nephew, when he was maybe, I think, about six or seven, came to spend the summer with me. Now, it was normal for him to come and spend the summer with me. And he had done that, I mean, he, since he was a little kid, since he was born. We always spent time together. But this time, about six or seven, he came into town. And as his parents were getting ready to drop him off and head back home, we all had this big family dinner. Grandparents are there. His parents are there. I'm there. Everybody's there. And we're all eating. And everyone gets done, and this little kid's plate is still full of food. Now, the whole meal, both of his parents were telling him, hey, eat your food, eat your food, get your fork, open your mouth and eat your food. And now dinner's over, and his plate is still full. He has not eaten very much, and now his parents are irritated, and they're mad. And they're wanting to yell at him. And they are telling him quite strongly, eat your food. You will not get up from this table until that plate is clean. And a little boy is crying and the parents are irritated and everybody's trying to either get out of the way or, you know, trying not to, you know, be a part of all the madness that's happening. And it wasn't really that crazy. But, you know, when parents are mad, it kind of gets intense. And this little boy just is just refusing to eat. And I tell you. Almost every adult in that room was thoroughly offended or irritated or anything that kind of leads to negative emotions. Everybody was mad. Well, skip forward a couple days. Now this is just me and this kid. And we sit down to eat and I dish his plate and I don't give him a lot and he eats everything. And as I'm watching him, I said, oh, now I know what your dad's problem is. And this little boy, without missing a beat, turned around and said, my dad doesn't have a problem. Now, if any of you know me personally, I am pretty sure that you could not imagine a six-year-old being able to, to just turn and yell at me and feel like that was going to be the end of that. Well, I said to that little boy, I said, listen, your dad does have a problem. No, my dad doesn't have a problem. He said, your dad has a problem. He said, my dad doesn't have a problem. I said, your dad's problem is he puts too much food on your plate. And I tell you, it just took the wind right out of his little sails. And just how crestfallen he was that I was right was enough that I didn't have to be mad for the rest of the day. Anywho, bottom line is, we had been forcing, and it, he was not the only child that this happened to. He's just the only one who wanted to fight with me about it. But um, 
just as a family in general, we put too much food on the plates of the little kids. And I think it's because maybe we're hungry and the kids aren't anywhere near as hungry as we were, but we never let it go. We grew up having to clear our plates and we expected our kids to do the same thing. You don't waste food and you don't come to the table and show your, your little attitude and you show the cook some appreciation by eating everything that's on your plate and clearing it, right? I'm pretty sure that that is not a mentality that is specific only to my family. I'm pretty sure there are other families out there who have that same idea in their head that when there's food on your plate, you finish it, you clear it. And I tell you what, growing up that way, it's kind of ingrained in your system. It's the way you live and it's just what you do. So then how do you change that relationship with food? Because food is fuel, right? It's fuel for your body. It's not there to suppress your emotions, although plenty of us use it for that. It's not an enemy of your body, although plenty of us treat it that way. Food is fuel. So one of the things that I want to do in my own life is have a healthier relationship with food. And that comes from changing the way I think and changing the way I see things and bringing it around to making food a very positive positive thing. Basically, making food fuel. And it's not something that comes easy. It's something where you can make up your mind and then you have to continuously remind yourself. So what I've done is I've spent a little bit of time with Dr. Lee, Dr. Audrey Lee. She's a good friend of mine. And we talked about opening your mind to new ideas and seeing things in new ways and different ways. And then she gave me some ideas on how to change my relationship with food. That's what our conversation is. So if you've ever had questions, this might be useful to you. Enjoy. Okay, just breathe. Because it takes these, it takes them however long it's taken to, yeah. to process it and whatever. Maybe they never, that, that little spark that you gave them, it took these many months to process and now they're ready. Yeah. It's, you know, that's such a weird concept. I mean, what is it that makes us not ready for ideas? Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. What do you think? <clears throat> I think it's our limited perspectives. This is that stuff that I've been doing lately. So I've been yeah. listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh-huh. And he is a scientist slash, slash spiritual uh, leader. Okay. And really his thing is more of the science of everything. Yeah. So he talks about change. Basically it's change. Any type of change that you would like to create in your life starts with your thoughts but if you're not conscious of your thoughts you can't make change you know and so if you only have these many thoughts and you're not open to anything else you don't even know that somebody can tell you you can yeah you don't know that you don't know exactly and so somebody can tell you and you're like yeah 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 it goes right out because it's closed they're just closed that's so true and And yet i have never thought to put it in words (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh that is so true okay so now Honestly, I feel like every time I'm with you, I ask you the same line of questioning because I, I'm like, how is your mind so open to all of these things? What is the name of the doctor who? Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. D- so where where do you find him? He's online. He's online. So I found him on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm working on writing some type of a piece because I want to say like in the last few years, maybe th- like three, the last three years for sure. 
I've been using Instagram, but following thing, you know, meditations yeah. and following Instagram, but you know, the likes of Deepak Chopra, Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey, mm-hmm. Lisa Nicholson. Yes. Um, kind of thought leaders. Simon Sinek. To... Exactly. Simon so I've Sinek. been listening to all of these different things. And then Dr. Joe Dispenza is another one. But, you know, just getting all of this different perspectives mm-hmm. on how to create the life that you want, you know. And it, it really comes back down to you're just getting all these different perspectives of what do you think? Yeah, basically, as a man thinking, it's so inside. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, and so it's interesting. So it's just bringing that awareness to like, hey, are you noticing your thoughts? Are you noticing they're not even expressed thoughts of things? You know, being, they're talking right. about being closed. Like, oh, yeah. So remember the other was saying growing up in New York, and I don't know if it's necessarily just because I grew up in New York that way, but it's that environment that I happen to grow up in. Mm-hmm. When you're by yourself, whoosh, you put on your armor. You, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. You, you suit up. You, de- you suit up and you defend yourself. You know, you put on this mm-hmm. energetic barrier of protection because it's you're true. going out into the world. And that's something that I learned. And today, there were a few times that I was sitting there because, you know, that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza and all of these other. It's like you have to mm-hmm. open your heart. You have to open your heart. And it's like, open your heart. you know what? That concept, I, I've never felt like I was closed off. And this morning, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I grew up with the idea in my own head. I don't know if anyone told it to me or if I just realized I have to protect the family reputation mm-hmm. at all costs. Mm-hmm. At all costs. And that was yeah. the suit of armor that I put on. Right. Yeah. It was like, yeah. suit up, go out, and you remember, you mm-hmm. represent them, and you don't let them down. Yeah. yeah. I grew up that way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for what? I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure nobody cares what my family does. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> but isn't it funny, though, too? Because then you, you think about it like, so something happens. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Then it means you're just like everybody else. I know. Exactly. Right? Yes. It's like, yeah, so it's horrible that something happened that whatever, you you failed your test. That dude needs a new muffler. I just have to say <laughs> that out loud. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you failed your test. You I'm failed like, your test. Like, what? So the whole, yeah, the end of the world didn't come like... That's not going to ruin the family reputation. Like, oh my God, like the Lee family, someone failed the test. Oh, oh but didn't you know? we? Oh, we felt it though. <laughs> we felt it though. Yeah. We absolutely did. It's like yeah. this is unacceptable. This, like, sorry, it'll never happen again. I can't help it. Yes. Ah, blah 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 blah. So tie this then into, okay. So we put on the armor. We go out. We're suited up to like deflect, deflect, mm-hmm. right? Protect, protect. Yeah. How does it affect our ability to examine our thoughts it's... and learn new things? And I, I was going to say first negatively, but maybe negatively is a harsh word, but it's, it limits us. It is a limiting factor to being open to examining or to being, yeah, really to be open to other thoughts. Because you know, one of the things growing up, my parents used to say, this is one, one thing that both of my parents were in agreement about is like, they would literally say, don't you even think about doing whatever, whatever. And as a kid, it was like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to think about that. It's gone. I'm like, is that what you want me to not think about? Because that's what I'm thinking about, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I understand But that. you know when you're a kid, like a little kid, because one of the things, my mom used to say this quite often, because there would be a bunch of teenagers, whatever, that would hang out on the corner, drinking, mm-hmm. smoking, whatever. And she's like, you better not become one of those kids hanging out on the corner and drinking Don't. and smoking and... You know, cursing like a Low truck life. driver. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that is yes. unacceptable. That is not the life. Yes. And so it's like, ooh. Well, ooh. okay, I guess I'm not you hanging know? out here on this. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just little things like walking by and it'd be there, like, 
Ooh, I can't even look at these people. I know. Almost like if you talk to them, you will end up with some sort of disease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then having that, that fear of other people's ideas. Because it's not the same when you get older. When you get older, it's like, yeah. oh, you don't think the way I think? Well, you're wrong. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. I'm seeing it now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's exactly. I didn't know because I was telling you previously, I always thought that I was open-minded and it wasn't until being in a relationship with someone where we had things in common, but we had a lot of things that were uncommon and that's where the walls just kept coming up. It was like, you think that? That is, in my brain, the way that I was raised, that is evil. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? That and is more no things good. Come out like, oh, you think that too? Oh, that's another thing. Like another, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yep, another strike. This, you you another almost strike. out the door here, friend. Yeah. I'm about to never speak to you again. <laughs> right? Isn't that interesting yeah. to look back on it now? Because at the time, I couldn't see it. Yeah. I couldn't see it at all. He would say, you know, like, oh, why don't you, you know, you always have to have your way. I'm like, what are you talking about? I always have to have my way. I'm right. The it's reason right. is, exactly. <laughs> why is that the first time in my head? <laughs> I have to have my way because I'm right and your way is wrong. We go your way, but then we both be wrong. See the problem? <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with, with that? I guess I didn't really deal because it was like, I just shut it down. It's like, yeah. uh, no, I don't even hear like, I wouldn't even. So that's the thing about being closed minded that I didn't realize I was closed minded because I was just like, nope, nope. Wouldn't even consider that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, to hear it like, oh, no. Because it was just like, nope, that doesn't that fit That is in. outside of my purview. That I is, don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so was it a conscious effort to overcome that? Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't necessarily a conscious effort to overcome that, but as I started learning more, maybe it's about life, you know, it was more of doing the meditations, calming down, and then learning that different opinions or different perspectives are actually good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like life is not black and white mm-hmm. there are multiple possibilities and that's all part of the meditations like there are unlimited possibilities something that we say in yoga all the time so yoga you usually finish with an inversion so that's mm-hmm. like a anything where the feet are above the heart oh okay and so inversion is a way to finish off your practice and so symbolically inversions are turning your world upside down to open you to new perspectives so I would say that quite often, you know, these words that I would say and use in teaching class, but they never really made clicked. sense or clicked yes. until some point where I was like, wait a minute, I've been talking about this forever and ever, forever. you know, it's like, I need to open to new perspectives. Am I opening to new perspectives? Like, that's one of them. Oh, like, Oh, it doesn't mean, you know, and then what I learned also, and I think is just a part of maturity that I didn't learn growing up through my parents was that... A difference in perspective does not mean that I accept it, but it's simply listening to it, right? So it's like, you can listen to it. I didn't learn that because growing up was just the... No, I, I'm only allowed to hear like what is parents in literally like, no, 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 I can't hear you that because if you say that again, I'm going to, I am going to smack you up the head. And right. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That yeah. is so true. Mm-hmm. That is, you do not entertain ideas outside of That's what exactly. I have said. That is exactly. So it was like, don't even entertain the idea. You know, it was like, I think these different, there was some point and I, I don't know exactly when it was in my life, but those phrases like entertain another, idea, like entertain. I can't even enter like, wow, I can't even yeah. listen to another, you know, I just can't even listen to it. Like, wow. That was when I started to see like, 
that's really closed-minded. Yeah. That is what closed-minded is. That is, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. huh, this is... I think about it all the time because I see... And, I, and I've done this. This is where you have these ideas. My brother, I've got one brother. He's always been really liberal, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember in our early 20s, he's just a few years older than I am, but we lie and say we're twins. <laughs> never changing that. But never. <laughs> never. He used to call and like argue with me over politics and argue with me about religion and argue with me about social issues. And I just went along with what we grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. And he's telling me all these things and it used to drive me insane. And I would double down on everything I knew. I'm like, no, you're wrong. And this is how it has to be. And sometimes I call him and be like, I'm so sad because I feel like we're all going to be in heaven without you. That was my, yeah, just keep, I'm like, you're not, you're not living right in line with what I have decided is, yeah, is going to be the, the, the truth. Mm-hmm. And so now you're on the outs, and now I'm mourning you, and it, and like I don't know at what point it wasn't him; it was just life. Where it was like you keep double downing on all of these things, mm-hmm. and you don't know, you don't know if you're right or if you're wrong. Wow, it's like, that's how about big. Back off and just pay more attention. Mm-hmm. Make space for other ideas, because your ideas allow like five of you to be okay, and the rest of everybody else to be screwed, and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what led you to that? I mean, that's an epiphany. You know what? I offended. I I don't know that I don't know that I officially offended my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this these two ladies that I knew. I had no idea that they were together. I did not even know that they were lesbians, but I worked for them, right? Mm-hmm. And it never, like, never occurred to me because I was just close to both of them. Yeah. And one of them, I said something, this was way back in the early 2000s. And I was like, oh, you belong really well with my liberal brother, right? He just likes to sit around and argue gay rights and all. And she's like, oh, I do too. And I'm like, really? She said, yeah. <laughs> and I just left it at that. And the other lady I was, I was even closer to, I worked with her more. And we like, and one day, and I'm talking years down the road. Mm-hmm. So these two women were tolerant of my intolerance. They did not ever mistreat me. They were not rude to me. They were, they were actually very kind and very generous. They always brought me gifts for my kids. They were like, they were a huge support system. Wow. And they knew that like in my mind, I was not 100% on their side. But I didn't even know that that was the side they were on. But they knew if I knew... Right. Mm-hmm. They just knew it because I had said enough things or she, and I just, and the day I realized that in my mind, I was going against one thing. And at the same time, I was totally in love with these two ladies. They were some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes no sense. I can't have both of these opposing ideas exist in my mind. Yeah, I've got to let one of these go. And you know what? I'm going to let go of the one that says, I'm going to hate you. I'm going to pick the one that says everything about you two as people has shown me that you are good people. Wow. And then I realized again from that same experience, I don't want somebody to judge me based on their bias, mm-hmm. which happens all the time. It makes me all mad the all the time. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, so if I don't want somebody to judge me like that, I also have to be unbiased towards other people. Mm-hmm. I have to know them for who they are and not. 
And that was just like, that cracked the door open and now every situation is like, if there's a pattern and it's a huge pattern, then pay attention. If it's in, like, if you think it's a pattern and you're sure of it, go with that. But if it's not, and this is not knowing people specifically, this is like, mm -hmm. you know, you see people over a lifetime do the same thing over and over. Then you're like, yes, that is who you have chosen to be. Right. But judging people, judging situations, judging ideas based on, on past anything mm -hmm. is not going to be good enough. You yeah. have to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you, that's, that's where you start to keep everything too closed and mm -hmm. that's yeah. exactly true because judgment judgment puts up the wall yeah when, when there's judgment then whoop there's mm -hmm. distance separation and i guess what i've been learning ooh, probably you said because what's new like yeah in the last week or so is that you have you heard that you know we are all one we come from the same source the mm -hmm. same creator whatever words you know god yeah our universe every, all whatever you want to call yeah. it but that's all like we all originate from this we are all one and instead of looking for commonalities, we're mm -hmm. looking for these differences. But that's yes. our culture. Yes, that it is, is our, our culture. culture. We grew up with that, you know, so we learn all these like that's society, that's American society. And then within our families themselves, mm -hmm. we learn <clears throat> whatever our parents teach us, whatever they say, but it's more of what they do. do. It's always what they do. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. it's they, you know, kids are watching, they're observing, we absorb yeah. it. We still do that as adults. We're absorbing all these different things. But now as we become more aware, then we can decide. Like, wait a minute. I, this is a, I'm getting weird yeah. vibes here. Like, wait, what, why am I, I getting these like vibes? I don't like I'm handling this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you Your can adjust. Like, makes no huh, sense to me. Yeah. Okay. That, and that's the thing. Like, that doesn't make sense. Or you can question things. You can listen. You can entertain a thought. And then you can decide for yourself based yeah. on. Am I going to keep this or am I going to let it go? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it hurts nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that, I mean, it's yeah. things happen at the time when they're supposed to happen. We can't force these things because, you know, That's looking so back, true. like if I had known this earlier, like, yeah, but you can't, I mean, you, we can't change our past. Our past is our past. Right. All we have is right now. And, and not so... one of us has a working time machine. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. But yeah, that's the other things too. Like, so say that if you could go back in time. Who knows? Like you might not turn out to be the person that you are oh, right no. now. Yeah. You know, and it could be a bad thing or whatever. It's like, you know, all the different movies and books where they go, oh, what's space the one? Time yes, space yes. time continuum. Space time continuum. And then they go back and, okay, we're going to change this. And then some other thing happens. Like, back to the future was for us, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, make a couple more of those movies. I was thinking of Avengers. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Avengers okay. Endgame and That's all right. that kind of stuff. Like, oh, we do this. And like changes stuff all over the place or yes. what was some there was some other i don't know but there's a few you know there's multiple movies that use that premise or books yeah. and things where it's change like mm -hmm. we can't we can't take that role on because mm -hmm. that's i mean just to think of all of the connections that we make through our lifetime mm -hmm. and how one little change affects or they say literally create ripples around the right. whole entire universe what is it the butterfly effect yeah yes <laughs> Michael Crichton. Everybody gave him credit. I don't know if it was him, though. I, I just remember Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? I was thinking, I was talking to somebody I ran into yesterday at the print shop. Just weird that I ran into her at the print shop. And then we ended up talking about, is his name uh, Eckhart Tolle? Is that his? Yeah. So I started trying to read his book after we talked, mm -hmm. like, months ago. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I do trying. not get what is going on here. 
I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I always know that if that's the case, I'm missing a piece before I can start to absorb this information or several pieces. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Give me and you totally. the power of now. Which one is power of now? I read mm-hmm. uh, the new earth. I'm not sure if that one says, but Eckhart Tolle, he is another one of those uh, thought leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eckhart Tolle could be a little difficult to grasp because he's talking about these big concepts. Like he usually just goes right to the big concept. You yeah, know? He's, he he did. You're he right. just goes straight to the big concept. <laughs> and I was so like, if there you was don't no build up, and I'm exactly. a little lost here. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's Eckhart Tolle's style. Um, I read that book. I don't remember when, but I. I've listened to some podcasts of him and Oprah recently, and it's the same thing where it just gets into these super big concepts, and they're they're hard to grasp. Yeah, you know, like unless you already have that background, understand that perspective okay. from a slightly different one, then hearing him explain it, it's like, oh, like it just brings it to this higher. I'm not trying to dog on Oprah, but now I just realized who Eckhart Tolle is as a person mm-hmm. and his writings. I did not put together because I, I saw interviews with him. A long time ago, mm-hmm. just looked at the book. Yeah, when you told me a few months back, he was confusing and <laughs> and even Oprah too. could not explain. Yes. she didn't have enough words to explain his concept. Mm-hmm. But it did make sense. But then they uh, they start talking about a boat or a ship or something, and I was like, <laughs> I think one of you is lost, and now the rest of us. Are <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I agree. I I think of all the different spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm thought leaders that I've had experience with, he's one of the more complex ones. Mm -hmm. You know, because there are other ones... I mean, it's one of those things. The same thing like Einstein. Like, if you can take some big, intricate concept and explain it so that anyone can understand, understand that is the key. Because you want people to understand. Right. You're not communicating until somebody else can pick up what you're putting down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so he's not necessarily the best recommendation for people to especially start off because yeah. <laughs> because then they get frustrated because yeah. you know the thing like well i should be reading cartoli and and all these people all the and cool this kids are doing it yeah and then you start reading it and then you're yeah. like i don't get it yeah i don't get it then you get frustrated then you get kind of like mm, maybe yeah. you doubt yourself you're not sure about yeah. you know like that shouldn't yeah. be the case it should just no. be like you read it and you're like oh Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and the same thing, like, I get it, I understand the concept, and then you decide for yourself whether you're going to actually do anything with it or not. You can be like, "Eh, okay, I get it, but no, I don't agree with it. Nope. You let it go. Right. Or you're like, oh, I get it. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. I love this. I'm going to see how I can put it into my life. You know, like, those are pretty much the different ones, but if, like, it's... That's just Eckhart Tolle. Right. Well, I think it's also too. He, <laughs> maybe he's German. You know, he's he's got an accent. He's been in the United States for a numerous years, time. but mm-hmm. still, there's something. You know, it's. I think it's there's in the, still nuance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's missing in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it's something. Some things that don't quite translate. Exactly. So yeah, he's not necessarily the best one, but that's why Joe Dispenza, yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza, like I just started really getting Similar into concepts? him. concepts? Same concepts. Oh, okay. Same. Okay. It's all the same stuff, palatable. but he breaks it down. It's palatable and he takes science. So it's not just this do 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 do. It's quantum. Science. It's yeah. quantum physics. He's talking about it's quantum physics. It's neuroscience. Mm-hmm. It's taking the spiritual realm and adding the science to it. Mm-hmm. So he's really focused more on the science so it isn't this woohoo 
whatever yes. stuff that it's more of, okay, we are all energy. We know that we are all energy. This is proven numerous times right. in science. And so when you are conscious of your own energy and surrounding energies and then conscious that you can change your energy at will at any time. Well, ta-da. Ta-da. You now That's have the, the official, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the cheat code. You just mm -hmm. have to learn how to work yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's really the learning. So what he teaches is like, once you understand that concept, hopefully you will never go unconscious again. You'll start noticing all of the different things that yeah. you wake up in the morning. Do you have this routine? You wake up in the morning to your alarm clock and then maybe you go and you get your coffee and then you have breakfast and then you figure out what you're going to wear and then you do your shower, whatever. But typically we are routine. We have a whole route that we follow every single day. We also have routine thought patterns mm -hmm. and movement patterns, whatever. But his, his concept, his teaching is be conscious of all of those things that if something is not, if you are doing something or thinking something that is not leading you to where you want to be, make a change. You yeah. can do this. You know, it's like, that's what it is. And it sounds easy, but it's not. It's it sounds super easy. Yeah. But you know, and it's the thing is, I think the more you listen to it, because he just says, it isn't a one and done. This is the rest of your life. So just think about, think about all the thoughts you have every single day. The average human being has 50,000 thoughts a day. When you're not conscious, they're just blasting. You know, your brain mm -hmm. is going, do, 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 do. When you start becoming conscious, that ties in with the meditation. The meditation is where you can be calm. Thoughts can be going on, but you also separate yourself from the thoughts. I'm not my thoughts. They're going. That's my brain is programmed to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I can find stillness. And the more often you do the meditation, you can get into that stillness. And the thoughts start to slow down. Eventually, those moments of stillness get bigger and bigger. And those pauses between the thoughts, or the pause between the thought and the action, is where you make the change. Right? So say... The common one is food. Unconsciously, yeah. you have a bowl. The next thing you look like, oh, my oh, bowl is empty. empty. <laughs> what happened? I was, you know, what were you doing? Yeah. I was on the phone and I was doing emails and I was doing all this. And I didn't even register. Like, I can't even register that I ate the food. Like, yeah. okay, that's an example of unconscious. Like, you weren't conscious. Yeah. You were distracted doing all these other things. Imagine that scenario again, eating that bowl of food, but you're fully present. And you're... Scooping the food, chewing the food, smelling the food, whatever. But that's a whole different experience. Yeah. And so those are things that he... Those are also the times that you can say, mm -hmm. oh, I'm also full. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't need to eat even one more bite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, let me just tell you, every time you say <laughs> smelling the food, because I have seen you say that in lectures two or three times now, I'm like... Mm -hmm. You just make it seem like such an experience. I'm like, it's, have I done that? I haven't yeah. done that. I'm missing out. It's a sensual experience. And so that's something that I really like to teach when I talk about nutrition, talk about food, and especially when I do cooking classes. Because mm -hmm. that's a natural trend. To me, that's the natural course of action. If you talk about food, you got to be eating food. You got to be tasting the food, smelling it, you know, like looking at it, taking it all in. Mm -hmm. I like to do that when I teach about food nutrition and have people try different things because most of the time they don't try things on their own right because right. that's another thing i don't need that stuff what is that stuff right i don't even know how to make that stuff so already it's like whoop, there's a distance there's an aversion there's 
you know, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. insecurity, whatever, all these different things. But if you're, say, in a, in a lecture or in a talk, right. it's a comfortable environment. Someone hands out trays of stuff and you're like, ooh, that looks nice, right? Because it looks, mm-hmm. it's got to look appealing. Right. It Aesthetics has to look matter. appealing. Aesthetics oh, yeah. matter so much because we look at it like, ooh, that looks pretty good. Like, okay. And then that's why I talk about the smell. Smell it. That's a survival mechanism that we have, right? Don't we do that too with food? Like, uh, is it bad? Smell it. Ooh. Okay, that's bad. Milk never smells right. I just need to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. It because like, it's rotten. I'm like, no, that's what milk smells like. But that is rotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 But smelling the food, yes, because mm. it should be. You're like, ooh, that smells good. Like, mm-hmm. it should be this whole experience of stuff. It made me think of... Um, I was a private chef for a retreat and I was cooking in the home for people and it was always based in like a garlic or an onion base of something and I start cooking and then people would come in like, Ooh, what is it? What are you making? And like, oh, I'm making something special. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be every time that people came into the kitchen, they always like, Ooh, it smells good. What is it? You know, like, Oh, I, it's just some garlic and oil right now. <laughs> yeah, <I heard>. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I learned that trick to make everybody think I started cooking. <laughs> like, just put onions, put garlic. Put that oil in and let it go. Let it go. And if you figure out what you're going to cook before that burns, good for you. <laughs> but have you noticed that in the, all the restaurants and places? Oh, yeah. You'll know when lunchtime is coming because you smell. smell. You can smell it like, ooh, what is that? Like, I don't yes. know if it's another a marketing thing. Like, hey, we can put all kinds of words and things, but the senses, smell. no matter what's yeah. going on, people, are once they smell it, they can't stop. They just start thinking about like, oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> taking that time to okay, tell me more about this. This how you how you your relationship with food. My relationship with food is I think that I have a very good relationship with food because growing up I did not have a good relationship with food. Oh, speak on that. I would be happy to. So that was another is an issue of control, and I don't know if this is just because it's an Asian thing or something like that, but it's like there's food you eat you have to eat come on eat eat everything in your plate you know but that was big in our family that was something you know did you find that it was the same in other asian families it was the same in all of my relatives i don't know about other asian families because i didn't have asian friends oh (laughs) there's that but yeah in our culture Mm -hmm. it's food is everything yeah you eat and you finish it you clear your whole plate also go back and get more yeah like people are pushing you and then after all that they still tell you you're fat you're like wait (laughs) you just forced half a cow down my throat Mm -hmm. yeah okay so tell me keep going so that was something growing up and I never, I didn't understand, I didn't understand it because we're in the United States. You go to the supermarket, there's food. There's mm-hmm. always plenty of food. We had food in the house. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about starving or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like growing up with, there's food on the table, you eat it. You got to eat it all. And so my way to rebel, be like, no, I'm not eating this. I'm not eating this. You know, and that, that, that was big. I just want you to know that if I was your mom, I'd be mad all the time. I'd be like... One more time. Make those eyes at me. <laughs> it was more my dad because it wasn't really, it was like my stuff was all my dad. My dad's the Asian one. Yes. My mom's the one who's like, oh, whatever, you know, do whatever makes you happy. La, 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 la. No. Then my dad's like, no, no. You <laughs> do what I done. tell you to do. Exactly. What makes no, no, me no, happy. no. You do what I tell you to do. Do you know what we, you know, it would be all this. Yeah. Do you know how much the family has sacrificed for you? And oh, yeah. this, the, you know, and it wasn't just the family, it wasn't him. It was the talk of the whole, like, 
generation, generation, the entire like, country, the entire Lee family, the whole yeah. entire Chinese country, and all of the Chinese people that we have sacrificed and worked so hard to come to this country for you. Eat your food. You know, <laughs> like, that's a lot of guilt for dinner. So that's a lot much, of guilt. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that was my way to rebel. Like first would be like, no, I will serve myself. I will serve myself. You know, like when I, whenever it was that I could like, I'll serve myself. Yeah. I'll, this way I could put what I want to put in there yeah. and not just them putting all that stuff. Or then the other would be like, no, I'm not eating. Like that became a little way to. That was your battle. That was my your battle. battle cry, huh? Yeah. So that was my battle. Like, no, I'm not going to eat. And then I'd have to figure out like, what if I'm hungry? I can't eat because I told him I'm not eating. Like, and I got to stand on my ground. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, those were little things. I don't know when, I'm not sure when that started. Maybe somewhere like maybe fifth grade. Something like that. It seems you know, to be just, the time. Mm-hmm. You start to come you into start, your own. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, wait a minute. I'm do no, I'm not doing this. I'm opposed to your way of bossing me around. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, you can't tell me you can't tell me I don't need the da da da. And I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> okay. So that's when you learn too, because my dad my dad would usually come home like around dinner time a little bit after. So that would be things like you got to eat and then get out. Just eat and get out. Mm-hmm. He comes in the house. Get out of here. Okay, let's get loose. Run away. Go somewhere else. I got to do homework. Got to read a book. Woo. Disappear. But um, I'm laughing. <laughs> for us, yeah, there was that one parent who'd come in and everybody would move to the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Like if they were in the living room, everybody went to the bedrooms. Yeah. If they were in their bedroom... Everybody, like, let's go to the basement. They're in the basement. We're, wherever they are, we are all that on the opposite exactly side of the house. Yeah. yeah, That was exactly it. But so I learned, so growing up, I did not have a good relationship with food because food mm-hmm. was power. It was control, yes. lack of power, no you. control. Yeah. You know, and so that, that led to an eating disorder. That was one of the things. So that was with the father figure. Mm-hmm. Then about eight years old, I got to onto the gymnastics team and it was a big deal to get on the gymnastics Mm, team but then I had a coach that was also you know the comments you're Mm -hmm. too big I'm not gonna spot you like that was a big one you were like one of the smallest people I know I was five I was maybe five foot tall maybe four eight whatever I wasn't overweight and I wasn't heavy he just was used to working with three-year-olds and four-year-olds and I'm eight years old and I was bigger yeah you know and he's just just somebody that wasn't thinking at all and not realizing the amount like do you realize the the amount of power that you have as a coach the impact that your comments have on every single person here yes just not conscious just not conscious of what they're doing and they're saying that yeah time machines for throat punches (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was i ended up having an eating disorder and that went on from age eight to i mean like i don't know how long 20 22 I don't know but you know so it was always the eating not eating mm-hmm. it's gonna lead to you know so I, I always thought that eating food any type of food you know mm-hmm. that makes me heavy so I have to stop eating I mean that's that was a natural thing at eight years old because I didn't know it's like oh, I'm too heavy so I have to stop eating yeah and so I would try I would try so I tried to be anorexic I didn't know at the time that that's what it was called but I, was, I mm-hmm. tried not to eat like okay I'm gonna just starve myself because that's how I can yeah lose some weight and I'll be lighter so that yeah. he can spot me because that was terrifying because I was also too he said that he said that when it was on 
horse. Horse is that big old thing. There's a oh, springboard the, where yes. you jump and you have to go over it and do stuff. You know, yes. it's like, um, you do realize that I'm running at the top speed that I can and then I'm hurtling myself into the air and no one's going to be there for me to do this. Yeah. Like, what? This is, <laughs> this is crazy. But at that age, at eight years old, I wasn't confident enough in myself to be the kid that just says like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. you're supposed to be taking care of me and helping me. Like, I'm, I might get hurt. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. No, it was like, ooh, it was more of like this. Like, oh, crap, I'm going to get hurt. I did, went and did it and got hurt. Yeah, you know, true. Smashed my head, smashed up, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I jumped off the springboard, and I landed on the horse on my stomach. Oh. And I said, that's about as good as it's getting. Gymnastics, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> like, can we stick with a floor See, routine? and that's so, you know, and that was something that... I mean, looking back, you think at it too, it's like, I loved it. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved gymnastics. And then to have somebody like that ruin, ruin it, ruin the experience, yeah. you know, it's also to think, I still look back like that's a reason why I've become a coach. I'm sure because oh, yeah. I had crappy coaches, I had crappy instructors, but I also had really good ones. Right. You know, and it was like, imagine, you know, it's just that thing. Like you said, the time machine, if I had support, if I had encouragement, if I had mm-hmm. positivity, how much farther would I have been able to come? Yeah. You know, I might have been able to reach my potential instead right. of barely scraping at it. Yeah. But yeah, so that, but that led to body, you know, it was just like mm-hmm. I was unhappy with my body. I was mm-hmm. uncomfortable with my body because somebody from the outside is telling me I'm too heavy. So I just had this notion that I would, I mean, look in the mirror and just like, I'm too heavy. I'm too heavy. I'd look at a number like, hey, whatever number that is, I'm too heavy. So it's mm. got to be a different number. Yeah. You know, and then that all became my sense of self-worth was based on how my body looked, how much I weighed, and then my performance doing gymnastics and other things. Mm. And my, I think it's, you know, my journey has been to understand and appreciate my body and what it does. Because I had to learn that, you know, I had to learn that. And it wasn't, I guess... It, it was an ongoing, it was really uh, getting away from family first. And it's really my dad and the extended Chinese side of the family that was mm-hmm. all just in your business. They're just oh. overbearing, <laughs> always in your business. Everybody knew about whatever. And they use all the shame tactics. Okay. It's foreigners. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it with love because we're both foreigners. <laughs> Got <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that is, that is it. Mm-hmm. They, oh. Just and go it really before was. I just keep, <laughs> and then, and then. <laughs> but what I really, what I like to say was I left home and I went away and there was quiet. And like right. that's where the first time that I had quiet and that was something like, what does that mean? Quiet. I didn't have my father, my aunts, my uncles and all cousins, it was even cousins, everything of pressure and stress of being something and doing something and shame and being ashamed and you should be doing this all of a sudden there was none of that mm-hmm. and that for me was like wow it's quiet. it is yeah it's still and then it was my decision like oh i can i can choose, choose for myself what I'm gonna do. and that was humongous it was like wow it's my choice this is my choice and so that's where with the food i started experimenting i started cooking my own food mm-hmm. i mean i really did i mean there's no other way because i was like well how am i going to get food and i we didn't grow up with going to restaurants and going out mm-hmm. takeout or anything so i didn't know that it was not part of my uh background at all 
And so I cooked. I mean, I learned to cook as a child as well because that mm-hmm. that's Chinese culture. Like everyone yeah. helps, everyone helps chop food, whatever. So I just started and started making food and cooking food and appreciating food and learning about food and started to have a love for food. I mean, it was really the thing is I always loved food. I always loved good food, but mm-hmm. what is good, right? So right, the good right. versus bad, like, wait, good food, healthy food. What's healthy food? Vegetables, lots of vegetables, you know, variety, color, and all these things. And mm-hmm. it changed my life because I started to understand what food was. Food was an experience, essential experience, but food is energy for your body. Right. And that's what really, you know, as an athlete, then I was like, this is what I should have learned from an early age instead of someone just telling me, like, you're too big. I'm not going to, like, eat better quality food. Eat right. better quality food so that you can be as healthy and strong as you want to be. Because, again, that's your choice. That's right. your responsibility, ultimately. And so I've made that, I pretty much made that my mission to help others. It's like... I went through crap. I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone had to deal with that kind of stuff, I mean, that was crappy. And not to have anybody there, because I always, like, the eating disorder that I had was also in private. So right. with nobody around, you know, just dealing with what really is emotions. It was... It's always... Yeah, yeah. It's the conflict. Like, it was food. Well, then I just learned as much as I could. So through that whole is learning about food, but also learning about the psychology of food, learning about eating disorders themselves, Mm -hmm. conscious or unconsciously not nourishing your body because you learned to, Oh yeah. Okay. Speak on it. I want to hear this. Yeah. So thinking about food, we eat for different, like eating for emotions, emotional eating versus eating to meet your actual needs right so food should not be fulfilling emotions Mm because that's not the purpose of food but i had learned that that was a compensation technique right it's like okay when you have uncomfortable emotions instead of eating them or eating to numb those emotions you have to express those you have to let them out oh there was oh there's the part i'm not familiar with i'll let them out oh okay (laughs) That's you. No, I didn't learn that either because yeah. you know that's not oh, Asian no, that's, culture. That's like no, culture. you, you, you don't shove talk about it down like that. and you keep it inside mm-hmm. and then it eats let it away. fester mm-hmm. into sickness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that was one. I mean, I'm I'm still working on that because that's huge. Like I'm still learning to speak up, and it's also based on experience. It's certain things that I don't understand right away because I don't have, I don't have a background. Let me see an example of. Um, where I'm still learning to express myself emotionally, like being confused about something. Like, ah, wait a minute, I'm confused. What exactly are you trying to, like, unless I'm really super confused, I probably won't really mention anything or say anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, to mention things sooner when they arise, like, are you, I don't even have, I don't have an example. But, oh, I, I guess I do have an example. Today I was supposed to meet a friend to go skiing, and I told him the location, and then when I called up, like, oh, I'm over here, where are you at? And he's like, I'm here, and like, oh, no, you're in the wrong spot, and he was all, like, he was all pissed, he was all in a pissy mood, like, oh, I did it, did it, and I just wasted, and, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to deal with that, and it's like, you want to do your own thing, because he sounds like you're all, like, he, he was just, he just flipped out, pretty much, and I'm like, well, you're on your own, sir. <laughs> you, I told you the location. Cause he's like, well, it was totally unclear. And now I'm here. And I was like, well, it was pretty clear. Red pine by this, like two different perspectives. But I was like, you want to just do your own thing? And I don't know. That's, that's not something that I would typically say. 
Right. But, you know, it's like, you want to do everything? It's like, yeah, I've been doing my own thing. I'm like, great. Okay, well, you know, get outside and get some fresh air and enjoy Maybe yourself. call me or maybe don't. But yeah. don't. I'm leaning towards don't. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, good. I don't want to deal with that. Boom. And I was like, I like, I just... It's not that I can't. I don't want to deal with other people's negativity. Because yeah, I don't that's have time for that. Like, you know what? Thing. I don't have time for that. That's not my mm-hmm. problem. You know, like, don't make it my problem. That's your problem that you misunderstood. That's a common theme in life. <laughs> yeah. So that was today. Yesterday, there was another one. This guy comes onto the lift, and I'm there. It's like, how's your day? Great. And like, blah, 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 blah. he's complaining. <gasps> oh, this wait. person was late. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I was have like, not forgotten <laughs> that you don't want to talk to people. <laughs> When you are out doing your own thing. Yes. So that was even another. Yesterday I made a conscious effort like, okay, so if I really am going to be following what Dr. Joe Dispenza says, because he, what he says is you have to, you can't wait to actually be this other person that you're trying to be. Like you have to you do gotta it. practice. You just got to do practice it. it. Yeah. And it's like, he has part of his practice because I haven't, I need to read one of his books. I've been listening to podcasts, but one practice that he does is you walk as that person that you want to be, mm-hmm. whatever that is, like that's who you, you show hold up. Hold yourself yes. in a different way, like your mind. Like just do it, and the more often you do it, it starts creating the neural pathways to that actual. Like you are changing yourself. Yeah. So yesterday I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna open my heart. I'm gonna talk to people. So I did. I talked to people on the lift. And oh, I thought you the... almost pushed the dude off. Except the chair. that guy. That guy was like, <laughs> well, you first of all, like. Why are you still, you know, because he kept going on and on. I was like, hey, and I kept saying, I was like, just let it go. That was 20 minutes. He was 20 minutes late. You waited 20 minutes for him. It's over an hour. You're still holding on to this crap. Go out and ski. Let go of it. Let yeah. go of it. Like, it's a beautiful day. You're giving me, like, you're putting you're this crap on You're ruining your me. own day. Yeah. yeah. But that was interesting to see. Just like, you're ruining your own day. It's gorgeous out. So you waited 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You still have however much time, mm-hmm. like you can keep festering about it, then you're gonna have no time and just be negative, like let it go. And also I'm already on the slopes. You're in my earpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna shut you out because I don't need any more of this. Like, yeah. okay. And I do, I did that with that guy. I was like, okay, I'm done. Boop. La yeah. la 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 <laughs> Yep, I have my headphones in. I can't hear anything. <laughs> But what was it like then to be open and... It was good. I made friends. There was one person... um, Yeah, so I met a woman. was talking to her. Like, oh, she was a nice person. And then I was talking to another guy. He had come to some of my yoga classes like a few years back. But it was funny Mm. because we were like, oh, how are you? It was like, your voice sounds familiar. And I was like, yeah, you look kind of familiar, but I'm not sure. And he's like... Oh, have you, you know, this like, oh, you used to take your yoga classes when you used to teach at that place. Like, yeah, yeah, I did. So that was fun. It was fun to connect with people. And I, Mm -hmm. I pretty much talked to every single person that was on the lift. But then if someone didn't talk to me and I was like, great, I don't need to talk. I don't need to say anything. Y'all don't even know how much I don't even want to see you here. (laughs) (laughs) But I did. I tried to make a conscious effort because sometimes too, you know, it's like, yeah, I love it when I have the whole seat to myself because then I could... What do I do? Like people like, well, what do you do when you sit by yourself? Like, yeah, well then I have my music. I can sing and I can like dance around and I'm all like, woohoo. I'm having a great time. And then someone sits there like, ooh. Yeah. Not not swing your chair too much. Yeah. (laughs) I mean like I can't ride with you. You you move too much. I move around. I don't I don't put the bar down. No. I think there was one (laughs) Yeah, I can't ride with you because I don't want to fall off the ski lift. (laughs) I have limits. 
but that was really interesting because that was something too that I was like uh, the last two days that I've been consciously working on that because that's the stuff that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really too. Who did I see today? There was some other reading. You know, it's like you have to take action. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it, like change is action. Right. So you can talk about it all you want, but unless you actually take a step, you are not making change. So you can talk about it all you want. That's the start of it, but you have to start taking action. Like that's when the change really occurs. So that's when, that's why yesterday it's like, okay, I can talk to people. Like, okay. But it's so interesting, the energy though, yesterday versus today, because it's the start of the weekend. There are a whole bunch of strangers, like just different vibe. Right. Because all the people that I was speaking to yesterday were locals. They're connected to the mountain. Like they're there. Mm-hmm. It was just a different vibe versus today. It was like, oh, that's, these are. Yeah, these are visitors. These are visitors, people mm-hmm. from out of town, whatever, because you can tell right away. Just like, oh, I don't even talk to any of these people. Good. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, but, you know, then I was like, oh, but don't get into don't, that. Yeah, don't, don't put that armor put on. Put the armor on. Like, you don't have to put the armor on. And so I was just sitting there, and I could really feel like there were a few times I'm like, my heart feels really exposed. Yeah. Like, it was a different feeling. Like, just yeah. like this, I felt almost vulnerable. You know, it's like, I feel vulnerable. Like my chest is open. Cause I was thinking too, like maybe I even sit differently. Like I might even sit like a little this. bit closed off. You know? Oh, oh, tense. You know? So I'm just like, I'm, ready, I'm ready. Like if anything happened, I'm ready versus mm-hmm. I was sitting like this, like, wow. You know, so just making some, some of those notices. Cause yeah. when you make a change, that's an energetic change. It's a change in your thinking, but it also affects your body, mm-hmm. mind, body connection. Okay. That's another something that everybody talks about, but they all talk about it in different ways. Tell me about it. Yeah. So the mind-body connection, this is also something that we talk about in the spinning program. I mean, so fitness, it ties into everything at all, but Mm -hmm. you know, your mind, whatever you're thinking will affect your body. And when you can bring them in sync, that's when you're, you're highest. That's when you're, that's when you can reach your highest potential. So say you're riding a bike but if you're thinking about work or you're thinking about that guy yeah, that cut you checked off out of what you're, you're actually doing out. yeah exactly but yeah. when you're there you're fully present so say again you're riding your bike but you're fully present your mind is there you're not thinking wandering thoughts you're simply there riding your bike you're thinking about is this the right gear i should be in is this my breathing that i should be at mm-hmm. you know you're, you're just so present that you're paying attention to everything you're looking at the road there's any things in the road like you're just so fully aware you're fully present. There's nothing else. You're not distracted. Mm. You are 100%. I think probably you can equate that to, like, say, the F45 trainings. Mm-hmm. That when you've got your workload, like, you're not thinking about, like, oh, I'm going to bake a cake. I got to do this. Like, no, you're working on, like, okay, I got to, I got this and this, and I'm holding this, and, and I there's two more repetitions. And then oh, when it's done, and you're like, woo. But yeah. it goes by so quickly. It That's does. what everybody that does interval training, they always say, oh, it went yeah. by so quickly. Yeah. Because you were there 100%. Yeah. You were there 100% and you were following, you were following this time frame, but within each time frame, you were working for yourself. You were breathing, you were pushing, and that's being present. Yeah. And so to me, I find, I find the easiest way to teach people about being present and being mindful is physically because people can, you can feel it. I mm-hmm. think that's easier than the whole concepts you know, like the Eckhart Tolle getting yeah. deep into your head. Yeah. Well, 
if you're present about this, like, no, you can feel when you're present, when you're breathing comfortably, when you're breathing hard, when you're pushing your body and you're there, that's the mind body connection. And that equates to all kinds of things. But again, physical activity, sport, athletics, I think that's where it's the most tangible. Like say same thing, basketball or golf. Yeah. So mental. Golf. So that mental. is the game. If you're not in it, you, you, it'll just be an awful experience. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a really physical person, but I've linked the two because it's the same thing. Gymnastics, skiing, lifting, mm-hmm. weights, everything. It's like you have to understand the position that your body needs to be in. And if it's not to adjust yourself to it, well, what else? Yeah. And then just noticing, like, what's my energy level like? Can I push a little bit more? You know, Mm because those are the other things, too, when you know, like, hey, you have 10 more seconds. Can you push a little bit harder? Or is that you're like, no, this is, I'm at max. This is it. You know? And that's, that's being present. Do you know what? It's, okay, honestly, this is, it's so weird that you're saying all, and it's not weird because (laughs) it makes sense. And you've told me these things before, but just in the last two days, I've gone to one of the F45s. The same one. Mm-hmm. And I have not gone there to work out. I went there to drop things off, pick things up, you know, just do a quick check on whatever. Yeah. And both nights, the same lady's like, hey, you're going to work out with me? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not even ready. I'm not ready. And the first night it was, it was hard because I like nothing in my body was warm mm-hmm. and it, it hurt. But the second night, which was the next day, I didn't have gym clothes. I didn't have anything. So I was just there in my jeans and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Might as well jump in with you. And everything moved by so much faster. Um, but j- it was, it was, it was like for the first time, cause I, oh, my, my brothers taught me how to lift when I was 13, 14, somewhere around there. Right. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't take me home unless I went to the gym with them. And I was like, I don't want to walk home, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you won't let me get in the car and wait for you. So I guess I'm going in the gym. And I remember, I'm, even though I lifted with them, I did not necessarily know for all these years what, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can feel I'm doing a bench press. I know yeah. it's it's for your pecs. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there were a lot of exercises. I'm not really 100% sure what muscle I should be feeling. Yeah. Right? Deadlifts. Yeah. I love deadlifts. I had no idea that those were your hamstrings and your glutes. Mm-hmm. I just assumed, oh, we're picking stuff up. It's probably your quads. Mm-hmm. So many years of being wrong, yeah. but just having that time to finally slow down and say, okay, what muscle group am I really trying to work right now? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all it is. Just being in the moment is quite, but okay. So now that it brings me back, talk about the stillness that you, how do you achieve stillness so you can be present? I think one, it's a choice. It's definitely a choice. Mm-hmm. Like that's something too. I've been thinking lately because skiing for me, whether I ski with friends or I ski by myself, like it's my time. That is my time that when Mm -hmm. I go out there, I want to enjoy that time. So I consciously like one, I turn off the phone. I turn off the phone. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking calls. I'm not taking anything. Mm -hmm. And I shut out any outside stuff like, okay, I'm present. I'm going out there to ski. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's just, I, I literally am paying attention every single day of whatever course I'm on. Like, Hey, I have to be totally on, totally on. Cause I, I guess I take it kind of like a race. Like it's a race, it's training for me mm-hmm. and I'm noticing 
what's my form like? I mean, form, form from head to toe. I mean, even the things of where are my arms positioned? How are mm-hmm. they? Are they parallel with each other? Where are my legs? How much weight is distributed? How much of my strength am I using into turns, coming out of turns, processing where are their trees? What, how does the snow look? There's people and it's just so fully present. I don't even know how to, I mean, I, this is not something that I started doing. I've been doing this my whole entire life. Right. Cause this is, um, I started dance and swimming from age six and it's just, I learned that from all of the, I learned it from an early age. Like I always had stillness. I always had stillness in swimming, in dance and gymnastics, I guess somehow because that was my time. That was where I didn't have to worry about being ashamed or being wrong or right or whatever. It was like, I felt my body like my body felt good I was able mm-hmm. to move like that was that was a thing and especially swimming because you dive in the water you're underwater there is no other noise there mm-hmm. is nothing else and something about the soothing soothing quality of water and just the the sound of water moving like I let the other stuff go it just naturally I just naturally let it go and I think it was from an early age Athletic sports were my coping mechanism for all the other stuff where there was always mm. someone's yelling and screaming and chaos, should, would, could, chaos. Yeah. I got there like that was my time. It was always my time. Like, okay, I'm going to swim and I'm going to push myself and I'm going to breathe hard. And I loved it because mm-hmm. it made me feel alive. Right. It made me feel alive and I felt strong because I didn't feel that when I go back home like, I mean, yeah. alive, like this is alive. I'm getting yelled at all the time Damn. and, you know, whatever I do, like it's criticized. Right. It's I'm criticized. Never, yeah. I don't fit in, blah, blah, blah. There, when I did my sports, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I looked like. didn't matter what I said. Mm. All it was, I'm just swimming. That's mm-hmm. it. There's nothing like, it's a Chinese swimmer. It's a Colombian swimmer. Who cares? No one cares, cares about that. Right. You're swimming. And I think that's the reason why, looking back, that's why I love that stuff. Because it was... I don't know. It was me without that stuff. Right. I don't know. It was it was a place you could just shut out. Yeah. So then what do you tell people now who are... Because I, I mean, I know you work with kids, mm-hmm. but when you work with adults, how do you tell them to find the stillness so that they can thrive? Do you it work comes with people on that? I do. I absolutely do. I do stretching. I do stretching with them. Oh, that's, that's where, right. that's where, you know, but I find it too. Like I consciously do that in stretching, but last week I took a group out for snowshoeing and one woman at the end of it, she was like, you were like Yoda out there on snowshoes. And I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah. Cause you, you know, and I, I didn't really, I was like, oh, I'll take that as a compliment. It's like, yeah, you're so positive and this. And I was like, well, we're snowshoeing. I mean, what else? <laughs> I mean, do you want to It's my bad? job. It's my job to be positive. I mean, what yeah. else? But, uh, you know, it's kind of thing. I thought about it a little bit. Like, I just make sure that whenever I am teaching people, whether it's a strenuous activity class or a relaxing activity class, I try to get them to be present. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially those, I was going to say, because those are outdoor classes. So I talk about nature and I talk about all the different things because that's what we're doing. Like, hey, right. you have to be present. Look at the snow. Like, I have them look at the snow. Look at the trees. We're going to that area. But look how... The trees are formed in that area. Yeah. It should be giving you some clues as to what we're getting into mm-hmm. as we get into that snow. And I'm trying to, so that they can be prepared for what's to come. You know, like right. I'm going to point that out to you all because you might not be able to read nature in that way 
uh, yet. yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm sharing this with you because this is what I do. It's like, I'm going to take you to this, but you can see it's a little lumpy. That means we're going to have to work on our stabilization. So we can work on stabilization in snow, or we can do some exercises in the gym on instabil- instability pads, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But if you're yeah. not present, you're going to be wobbling all over the place. So right. I, I try to physically bring them into scenarios where they have to be, where they notice like, if I'm not focused on what's going on, I'm going to fall. So those are those yeah. two. Uh, I was taught that was yesterday too with the person on the, on the ski lift who took yoga classes because I teach in the summer. I teach on paddle boards. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You so, come into a class. Yes, you have to. Cause that we were talking about that and you're saying like, it was so hard. I was so unstable. And then I said, yes, but it brought you there. Like you had to focus. Yeah. You had to, because you had no other choice. That's survival mechanism. You get into there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm falling, you know, all over the place. Like, okay, well, now that you're all tense in this, relax your body, notice your breath, put yourself into the right position. You know, so I teach mm-hmm. them, I teach them those things. I bring them into a different, a different, yeah, so I'm putting into words what I do because I usually don't ever explain what I do. I just do it. So when I teach classes... I bring them into an environment that is outside of their norm. Right. And that's how I get them to change because they don't have anything to relate to. Nothing right? is like, automatic. Yeah, it's point. not automatic. It's more of like, wait, what are we doing? Like, okay, let me explain. We're listening. That's what we're doing first. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain. This is what we're doing. I want you to notice your form, notice position. This is the movement that we're doing. Uh-huh. And now, you know, and as, and then I have them go through the movements and things, but yeah, bring them slightly outside. You know, it's that thing. It's like, I try to bring them outside of their comfort zone and do it in a positive way in an encouraging way. So that's, you know, different ways of, can you put a little more energy into this? Can you put a little more oomph into what you're doing? Especially at the end. That's what I'll say. Like, okay, are you starting to notice your arms are starting to shake? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Your body's giving you a sign like, wow, we're starting to get tired. If you, when you can maintain your form, when you're tired and do a few more repetitions, that's where the change occurs. When it's easy and you can do it, yeah, no your body's like, I don't have to adjust. Yeah, you we don't have to it. do anything. That's automatic. It's here is that where you start to doubt, like, I don't know if I could do another one. Yes, you don't know. Nobody knows. Can you try your best and see if you could do one more? Right. And then when they do, like, oh, I did. Like, yes. Yeah. That's changed. So you did nine instead of eight. Yeah. That's changed. Okay, next time. Try it again. Like, okay, I'm going to try it. Like, how far can I go? And that's mm-hmm. where you start tapping into potential because then people are open. They're like, wait a minute. I did more. Than and I what could. I thought I could. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's when they start to like, whoa, cool. You yes. know, however they react, but it's a positive reaction. Typically it's like, yeah. wow. And typically what I'll say, I like to say quite often to you in coaching about forms, like stand up tall and proud. Or when we finish, give yourself a pat on the back. Like congratulate and, and yourself out your for what you did. Yeah. Exactly. So I do yeah. that. I do that often, but I'll use little things like that as little, you know, ways to like little signals to yourself hey Mm -hmm. this is a new spot you're not standing in the same place exactly exactly so i i really love doing those that that brings them present and what i've been doing now is so especially like so that's like trx so i'm teaching trx class push them push them push them when we go into the stretching portion i do talk about that now you pushed yourself the hard part is over now it's time to relax 
to balance yourself out so that you can continue to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Now we need to get into some calm. You know, so I, I won't necessarily say stillness, but I change the atmosphere completely that use a different voice, different mm-hmm. music, and just bring them like, let your body come back down. Mm-hmm. Let your body relax. Tap into that deep breath because that's where you find your balance. And so it really is the breathing. I'll bring the breathing into all of my classes, into every single thing. Because the breathing is, you know, it's... It's everything. It's everything. So breathing is It's like life, the foundation of all not, of it. Yeah. It's the foundation of it all. But tapping into the deep breathing taps into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is contrast to the fight or flight sympathetic nervous Talk system. Talk more on that. I'm going to take in just a tiny bit of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Typically in our lives right now, we're all in sympathetic. We wake up, the alarm, like, we're shocked already, and now we have to start rolling, like, man, I gotta start going, and like, we're in this, the hormones are going, the, you know, like, it's, Mm-hmm. You go into sympathetic nervous system pretty much all day because it's constant you scared the life out of yourself to get up and now you have to keep running. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of stuff, like constantly like woo, on edge. And so we need more time in parasympathetic, breathing deeply, restorative type practices that include the deep breathing to bring yourself back into balance because the majority of the American population are out of balance. And so I always try to build that into my classes. I'm so, I love teaching. Like, so I teach skier stretch, opera mm-hmm. ski stretch pretty much every day, five days a week, six days a week, more or less. Mm-hmm. And it's just a stretching class. So it's not a yoga and I don't call it a yoga class. It's a stretching class. This way, nobody has any like, ooh, yoga. I don't know if I can do that. Mm. I'm not that flexible. That's what people always say. But stretching class, like, okay, we're going to stretch. Like, oh yeah, I could do That's that. That's it. I could do that. Well, I'm doing actually, the same thing that I do in the yoga class, but I just don't use any words that sound like yoga. I don't yoga. do yoga stuff. I don't say like, hey, da, da, like, hey, lay down. Like, I start them off laying down. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Get comfortable on the mat. Breathe deeply. And I have this one guy that just started coming the last two weeks, and he said like, you know, I'm so relaxed. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm asleep or I'm awake. And I'm like, That's great. That's awesome. That's perfect. You. That's yeah. what the That's class the is about. That mm-hmm. is the goal, is to be so relaxed where you feel like you're sleeping. And, you know, you don't have to do anything at all. If you were just, if you just came in here and took a nap for the whole time, that's great. perfect. Yeah. That's great. Like, that is restorative. That is recovery. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. Like, that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. If you move a little bit, great. You don't have to. Like, the whole thing is getting people to take care of themselves that I create this setting in this environment they come in they lay down I guide them through but I don't tell them like hey we have to do 10 repetitions you have to move at this pace I get them into their breath and then I say okay like say begin we're laying down allow your head to roll from the right side to the left gently slowly rolling from one side to the other moving Mm. at your own pace Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how I teach the class it's I don't set the speed or anything like that but I I talk slow in a slower pace a calming pace I use music that is restorative healing type music and just let them do their thing you know and then I and I always tell them like this is going to be a conversation and this is a conversation of you with your body like ask how you feel you know so we'll start off notice how your neck feels as you move from side to side and then you're, you're going to stay there just move from side to side and slowly what i explain to people too is that 
I've, I've been doing dynamic stretching in all of my classes now so that mm -hmm. you're, you're moving. There's always some movement. You're not holding a pose for an extended amount of time. Okay. Research shows that that's the best type of stretching for recovery. So I've been doing that with my clients and mm -hmm. especially the ones that have a tendency for cramps, they're having less cramps or not cramping anymore. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But then all the people too that, you know, so you can start off that you've moved like say neck, a neck, neck and shoulders is an area where we tend to be tight. You sleep funny, you're in oh, the car, yeah. whatever you get all, you get a kink in your neck. So we move around, you know, notice in the beginning, how does it feel like, oh, not so good. And then as you keep moving around, like, oh yeah, starting to feel better. Oh, I have better range of motion. Great. Great. Yeah. That's it. That was the goal. That was the goal. That's mm. it. You know, and that's simple. I think maybe that's the thing too. I try to make things simple. I always try to make things simple. Like, there's no need to complicate things. It's Listen, so simple. I stare at the oranges on the counter <laughs> at my house. You know, the big bowl of pretty oranges that mm -hmm. everybody's supposed to be eating. I'm like, hmm. I remember Audrey told me to just cut these up. <laughs> and that would make it a lot easier. <laughs> hey, but you're thinking about it. Like, hey, yeah, you're yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. I will cut the oranges when I get home. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But it's little. I think really it's just little things. And especially to like people, people will do, say, a fitness class or cut up an orange or whatever. Like they need to feel a difference. Mm -hmm. They need to feel a difference. And so I think that's, that's why I have success with my classes because they do feel a difference. Yes, I have a workout, but I feel relaxed and I feel energized afterwards. That's pretty much the goal mm -hmm. for all classes. Like, yeah, if you can do that. But it's also too, it's like, I guided you through it. I didn't do anything. All I did is guide yeah, you I through can't it. stretch and you feel better. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, it's a, to me, it's just like, it's so rewarding. It makes me so happy and it just feels like I feel good. I was telling, uh, I was telling a few friends like, yeah, I mean, I've got the perfect schedule because I'm teaching all of these restorative classes because before I was teaching, like in the summer, I teach a bunch of fitness classes, lots of interval training, whatever, whatever, but I'm putting lots of energy out mm -hmm. and I feel drained versus this and these classes, there's it's, it's restorative it's for you too. Yeah. Right? So I always feel great. I mean, I feel great teaching class. And afterwards, I'm always like, what they feel, I feel too. It's like, oh, yeah, I feel restored. I have more energy. And it's so nice because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to yell or scream or whatever. It's not that I have to do that at all. But it's just, I'm taking care of myself while I'm teaching class. I like it. And I think it's also too is leading by example. That's the other oh, thing. Oh, yes. That's, yeah, that's a big deal. Everything you do. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. again, it goes back to, like we're saying, as children, children or as human beings or the beings yeah. that we are, we follow examples. We see it. We observe examples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 If the most uptight person in the world is yelling at you to relax, you're like, oh, how? Pray tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because that's what people say a lot. I'm like, wow, you're so nice and calm. Like, you really are. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, yeah, well, I am teaching a relaxing class. Like, it doesn't help. Well, I mean, that's something, too, that I consciously think about. Like, if I'm not calm and relaxed and at ease, how do I, how do you how do I expect else? to teach people that? Right. So I have to, so that's something that I consciously work on. Like, hey, I need to have my own balance. Like, I need downtime. I need all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I work on it. I mean, it's not, I'm not perfect, and I don't ever try to say that I'm perfect, like, it's an ongoing, you're constantly working on it all the time. Yeah. Do you know what? 
I know this is so random, but um, I've always had a dog. My parents always had a, a dog for us, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always loved my dog. And I do not love anyone else's dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a friend, and she had this giant Rottweiler. Like, his head was... He could almost look me in the eye. Just stand, <laughs> And I was scared, because this dog was not... He was not trained to be a gentle dog oh. right he was a dog that was trained to keep people away from the house mm -hmm. and one time i went over to her house and the dog's name was Quervo. Quervo. oh yeah wow yeah <laughs> i mean if you could only imagine who owned the dogs you you could understand he was he was really i don't she wasn't a gangbanger but her siblings her she had brothers who were gangbangers so this is early 20s um, for me, I was in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. And these guys, they were rough. They were rough. They like, mm -hmm. they 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 didn't play around with people. And that dog didn't play around with people. Mm -hmm. And we walked in that house, and I knew the dog was there, but the lights were off, and I couldn't see the dog. And the dog ran right up and just bit a chunk out of my arm. Ooh. And I had the, after, you know, not being in the house, because I was so scared. I was scared before I went in because I knew the dog was inside. That was the time that I said to myself, you are making that dog more upset than the dog was just knowing that you were in the house. Yeah. It's your fault you got bit. And I, and I wouldn't get rid of my shirt until I learned how to just be calm and not be the one to make the dog anxious. Mm -hmm. Which is... It's what I think you're teaching. I hope I'm that's getting a this big right. Deal. No, that's yeah. totally true because you know it's interesting. Animals and babies. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Because I, I'm not really like I'm not an animal person. I don't have any animals. We grew up with a dog. Mm -hmm. I love the doggy, but I'm just. But nobody else's dog, right? And I, you know, I love doggies, but it's not like I'm like, oh, I love your dog. I have a dog. No, I have no desire or need to have a dog just because I'm too busy. Like to me, it's like mm -hmm. I'm too busy. I don't have the time to take care of this to, animal. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I will take care of other people's dogs, or I'll go, you know, and meet them because word gets around. They're like, oh, you take care of dogs. That's great. But anyway, so um, I've always had, I, I guess, whatever. I started taking care of dogs maybe the last two. Well, dog sitting for friends and then clients and I've always had like wow this dog loves you this dog really loves you and I think it's true it's like because I'm so calm yes that I come in and they're just like oh you're oh, calm so that, they come yeah. up to me and they're like oh, oh and they just like lay on me and do whatever and I'm like yeah. hey doggy what do you yeah I don't even know you I'm like okay well chill let's chill out and hang out and they're like wow and they're usually just like yes you have to take care of our dog because it doesn't do this to anybody else. Like, it's so like they don't do this to anybody else. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can't speak to that. Also, I do know that all of those other people have bad energy. <laughs> yeah. But it's really interesting because that is something like I take it totally seriously. Like, that's the reason why I can't have a dog. Because when I am dog sitting, like, I am there 100% for the dog. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's this and this. And it's looking at me. I'm like, why are you looking at me this whole time? Like, you know, we've been here for hours. What do you, what's that? What are you looking at me like that for? Like, yeah. you get your dinner at the time they told me to. Like, that's yes. it. I'm not yeah. giving you anything else. Yeah. What else? What else do you want? <laughs> you know, I take it out when it, like, you want to go out? Oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. We go out and, you know, I take it out and I can, whatever. But it's, it's just being attentive paying yes. attention to because they can't talk obviously but yes. you can see like they talk to you in different oh, ways they do yeah they do mm -hmm. yes and so you notice you're like oh you you know oh you need a little okay this whatever you need to walk but like mm -hmm. you just notice because there are these creatures. i swear my dog rolls her eyes 
all the time. I bet she does. Like, and she rolls them at my kids. She's yeah. like, oh, you guys? God, oh. I'll see you again. <laughs> all right. Open this up. Let me go. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I oh, she treats them it. like they are the bottom of the chain. And she, it's not like she's like, I don't like you and I'm going to growl. She's just like, oh, God, hate it when you guys come out here. Where's mom? <laughs> I, oh, I, I love the attitude of that dog. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, yeah, it's just being calm inside. And I think really that once you notice, because I didn't grow up that way, we're right. actually... So when your kids, babies, babies, you are, and then, and then life starts to happen, then it's like, oh crap, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you're freaking out inside the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, then you learn when you do learn, like, wait a minute, I'm in control. If you learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's if you do learn, like, wait a minute, I am in control. So this is something that I read a lot from all of these different spiritual leaders, thought leaders, whatever is that. Your outside world reflects your inside, inside world. Always. And so that's that whole thing of the stillness. Like if you're not calm still, you're not going to find calm oh, and yes. stillness anywhere. anywhere. And so see, and I, when I am like, when I can't, when I can't get my thoughts straight or can't settle on an idea, mm-hmm. everything gets chaotic. I can clean the house and within 20 minutes, it still looks crazy. Cause I, because I, because I just can't get things in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Outside world reflects the inside world. Yeah. Ooh, I need to get my mind right. <laughs> it's like, but mm-hmm. it is. That's, that's, what all, that's what all of the teaching, all of these different teachings are the mm-hmm. same. Like they're all teaching the same exact thing. Like you got to figure out what's going on inside right. because that is whatever it is that you're focusing on, right? So what you're mm-hmm. focusing on is are the thoughts, are the beliefs. Mm-hmm are your thoughts and your beliefs. And that's what you're seeing. You don't see anything else. It's the same thing of when you say like uh, a white Lexus, whatever, like whatever that you is, might've yeah. never seen these cars before, but all of a sudden you start paying attention and now you start seeing them everywhere. everywhere. You know, it's like, Oh, I know because my mom got a new car. So and now you see car. that new car. So now I see everywhere. that car every single everywhere. Yeah. Because now I'm paying attention, attention. before I never noticed. Cause I never, cause I didn't care. There's yeah. no reason to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bring that back to food. Help mm-hmm. me there. Yeah. So conscious intentions, your inside world reflects your outside world. So what are you eating? And that affects your health. Yeah. You know, so it's like, are you eating or you're not eating? Um, that's also going to tell you things. Mm-hmm. You know, the foods that you're eating will reflect. I mean, you'll see it for in your skin. Absolutely. Typically, right? Because yeah. your skin is your largest organ and the foods that you eat defect. I mean, directly affect right. your skin. So when you're taking care of yourself and you're eating well, you can see your skin looks like, oh, my skin Oh, it's glowing. Like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then when you're not, it's the same thing too, because if you're not taking care of yourself, typically, if you're not eating well, you're also not sleeping well mm-hmm. and you have stress, those are typical. Mm-hmm. And you'll also see in your skin, you'll see that maybe you have breakouts, breakouts. or you have dark circles under your eyes. Yeah. Cause you're not sleeping. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so your inner world reflects your affects your outside world Mm -hmm. so when you start to be more conscious about your food choices then it won't be random anymore right because typically we're not like oh i'm hungry i gotta find something to eat well where am i gonna find something to eat then what are we in the mood for all that kind of stuff versus having it like hey i'm gonna play i knew i was gonna get hungry i knew like ooh, what a surprise i'm hungry like (laughs) you know you're gonna get hungry every single day you're gonna get hungry several times a day 
What are your options? Where are you going to be? Like, those are the conversations that I have when I work with work with clients. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you have to start being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. What foods do you like? So you can choose maybe are you going to go to a restaurant for lunch or are you going to pack lunch? What are you going to have? What are the options that you have? Okay, I don't have that much time. So where I work, there are three restaurants. And then we go through like, okay, well, let's look at the menu then. Mm-hmm. Here are some good choices. You can choose these things and ask for these adjustments. Ask for more vegetables. Ask for this on the side. You know, and then feed yourself. Mm-hmm. Sit and have your meal. Like, take some time. You know, the other thing too is enjoy your food. Yeah. Take your time to eat slowly. Um research shows that it takes about 20 minutes for your brain to register that you've eaten so that you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. If you eat super fast, right? So you might eat you're going to blow past that mark. Yeah. So that you'll be eating far more than you need to feel satisfied. And that's where overeating typically well that's one way that overeating can happen because you Mm -hmm. just like eat so quickly that you again it's that thing you're on autopilot it hasn't registered until it does like well the plate's empty like whoa and i feel like there's a stone in my stomach (laughs) and Mm -hmm. here i go yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so and that's also the awareness and being mindful being conscious being present to different sensations so this is another something too is like notice so this whole spectrum from being hungry, like I'm hungry, I'm starving, to not feeling anything at all, right? So I don't mm-hmm. feel anything. This is the extreme of starving. Let's not wait till we're starving to, to eat. eat food, mm-hmm. right? And so how, what does it feel like when I'm starting to get hungry? Or some people call it peckish. Okay, well then that's a good time to start eating. And then also notice that spectrum of being nothing to being completely stuffed, You don't have to get that far Far. to the extreme, you know, because most people only notice things at the extremes. And so what I try to teach them is, again, this is more of there are more possibilities, not just stuffed or full or empty. There is that spectrum of other sensations. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't put into words, but you feel like, oh, I feel comfortable. Eat so that you feel comfortable instead of feeling like you have a stone in your stomach or bloated or sick or uncomfortable. Like you don't need to go that far. Right, that's beyond your edge. Let's not go that far. And so teaching people what that is, or, you know, so I'll, I'll, we talk about it. And it's like, oh, that's a different concept. Okay. And then you have to practice it for yourself. Like, okay, yes, that's you can key, still yeah. keep going back into that autopilot and eat everything in the air. How about catching yourself before you do that? So whether you're at a restaurant or you're at home, can you serve, say at home, can you serve less on your plate than you typically do so that you won't go to that extreme? Right. That might be one way to help yourself. Or in the restaurant too, like some people or some recommendations are split the meal with somebody. This way you have, it's, it's a decent sized portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. if you need more, then you can order more, but you don't have to, you know, like you won't start off in that way. Mm-hmm. Those are some things that you can do. Um, I'm trying to remember of all the your inside world reflects your outside world yeah and then when you start to feel good then you want to feel good more often i mean that's right. really things like because i teach that's what i say about food and also training exercise does it feel good if it doesn't feel good let's it, make a change you right. have to make a change you know so eat so that you feel good not stuffed not 
bloated, not yeah. here. So full that you can't handle it. <laughs> now yeah. you're in a coma. Because <laughs> right. again, these extremes, like the body, our bodies aren't designed for those extremes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work well that way. But when you, you know, take steady care of yourself and give yourself food when you need it in good amounts, you feel good. Like you just feel good. How do you feel? Right. Like, oh, I feel good. I'm not starving. My stomach isn't grumbling. Like, yeah, I feel good. Like I'm focused. Because yeah. what you'll also feel too is... I'm talking about like say hunger and when you're good, right? So hunger, different signs could be you you're not concentrating or you're getting irritated, right? Or you get start getting impatient, yes. right? Or you do you might feel grumbling in oh, your Snickers stomach. has that huge campaign based on being hangry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. And hangry is real. Like that's oh, a totally yeah. real thing, because goes back to our survival mechanism like if we don't have the fuel the body's gonna push you to get some fuel like you need fuel that's mm -hmm. survival like you don't have enough energy you gotta go get some so then you start like before like because you get hangry hangry and if you go past the point of hangry then you're like exhausted mm -hmm. you know so it's just like yeah. because that's that last that's a little bit of adrenaline getting kicked into there like hey now you have to go and get food like now you need yes. it and then if you don't, then it's just like, there's nothing, you have nothing left. Nothing left. And that's like, that's so extreme if you get that far. So it's teaching people and it doesn't happen right away. Like it takes time. Cause if you've always done that all mm -hmm. your life, it's not going to happen overnight. Like right. gradual, gradual, gradual. You have to be patient, 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 patience. Like that's huge mm -hmm. for change. Yeah. Taking care of yourself is being patient. Like you have to be patient with yourself. Like, okay. Have a little bit of food. How are you feeling? You know, it's like having a conversation with your own body, in a sense. How are you <laughs> feeling, body? How are we doing? How are we feeling? Yeah. How are our energy levels? But you start to, I mean, I like to teach people these things because it's, uh, it's, it's logical. Right. You can give them steps. Like, well, notice, how are you feeling? How are you thinking? Is there some clarity? Are you foggy? Are, do you have some energy? Are you low in energy? You know, just different things to help monitor where you are mm -hmm. where you're at and where you want to be and where you want to consistently be right because once you start once you start feeling good hopefully you want to keep you know you want to maintain that like right. yes you can maintain feeling good for longer and longer amounts of time and when you pay closer attention you'll be you able pick up to. on the signals yeah body cues yeah i'm like hmm I kind of suck at some of those. So I'm like trying to... Again, it's the whole it's a thing. Good idea it's a learning process. Like, yeah. It's a learning process. So that was part of me. I had to learn that stuff because I developed that eating disorder that I wouldn't eat when I was hungry because like, no, I can't eat. I can't eat. I can't eat. So I learned, I learned to hate my body, punish my body. I would starve myself or else I would try to train so much that I could burn stuff off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not healthy either. Like you want to, if you want to push, if you're pushing your body, you need to fuel your body so it can continue to push. It's interesting what you just said. Cause I think, I think a lot of women and I, I could be wrong, but this is that idea of I can eat this provided I work out this hard. So it's, I can eat this crap as long as I can burn it off. But that doesn't seem like a. It doesn't seem like a completely healthy mindset. It doesn't seem terrible. I mean, because you're you're still burning off the extra fuel, but it's not necessarily saying you're giving yourself good fuel or clean fuel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a good, that's a good observation. Cause it is, uh, that is true. I mean, a lot of times when people say clients, I'm like, Oh, I just, I'm going to work off that cookie. Like, why can't you just enjoy a cookie? There's no need to work off a cookie. Right. You know, it's like, if you want to cook, I mean, I want going back to the whole, having a good positive relationship with food. It's like, if I choose to have a cookie, I'm going to enjoy that cookie. I'm not going to beat myself up because I had a cookie. Like, it's just a cookie. Yeah. You know, when I talk to people and I work with clients a lot of times too, it's like your body does not judge any of the food it puts into its system. It just processes it like, oh, okay, we've got some fuel. Let's figure it out. So imagine you have all of these workers that are in your body. We literally do, mm -hmm. right? So of our organs and that break things down, we have enzymes that break things down. They don't sit there like... Well, she just had a cookie. Well, I just can't believe this. Right I, to you the know? hips, guys. Right to yeah, the hips. Yeah, so they don't do it. So there is no judgment at all. They just process it. Like, okay, we just took this in. There's sugar. There's this. This is where the... And it moves it to however mm -hmm. it goes. Right? Right. But... And here we are beating ourselves up mentally over exactly. little things. And yeah. missing... It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't yeah. have to be that way at all. And that's a, something, too, is that, you know, if you stress yourself out over food, you're throwing off your hormonal balance just by thinking about food and your choices about food, which isn't healthy either. Right. You know, because that, that is, like you said, that's those negative thoughts about your food have an effect on your health. So that's the inner world reflects your outer world. If you have all these negative thoughts about the food and the food choices that you're making... That affects stress hormone, which is cortisol. That throws off your metabolism, and then you have even more trouble with your nutrition and with your body. Right. Like, and that's big because most people do have big, huge cortisols or to the roof. Stressing out about every and all things. Yeah. Huh. Because they're not present. Because they're thinking about all kinds of like you think about all the oh stuff instead of being gosh. like if you could just be right here like. Where did you get that from? That whole idea like, well, I shouldn't be eating these cookies. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares What's done about is the done. Right. <laughs> Eat the cookie and be over with it. Enjoy the cookie. Oh, so what I'll tell people, because sometimes people think like, uh, so I'm never going to be able to eat any of this stuff again. Like you can eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But if your goal is weight loss, then plan it accordingly. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're not treating yourself every single day because then You won't lose weight. <laughs> you're, yeah. And so... Say you do want to have a cookie. You're not going to have a cookie every single day, but when you do have the cookie, plan out your day to treat yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't call it a cheat. It's treat. Treat yourself to the best cookie in the whole wide world. It's not going to be some prepackaged whatever. Get a nice baked cookie. Go to the bakery and it's beautiful cookie. And that's where I talk about the smell. Like, yeah. look at the cookie. Smell the cookie. Feel how nice and crumbly and recorded in your mouth. And take your time and enjoy that cookie. Appreciate the cookie. Appreciate what it's going to do for your body. Like, yes, I feel I feel that I'm treating myself. There's this beautiful chocolate in here. Like, mmm, take your time. Enjoy it. And what you'll also notice when you do take your time is you don't need to have that much to feel that. To feel what you were unconsciously thinking you needed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously. Same thing. <laughs> Not the same thing, but I know. Yes. So yeah. that I'll say like the cookie is the example or the other is like when people meet, like, ooh, I gotta have all my meat. What's a serving? A serving is like five ounces. It's the size of your palm. It's not mm -hmm. a lot. But say if you are like, okay, I wanna have a piece of meat. Great. Have the best whatever cut of meat that you best can. Best cut handle. of meat that you can. And yeah. then again, don't go unconscious. Enjoy it. Enjoy mm -hmm. it. Sit there, slice up, take yeah. a bite. Chew it slowly, savor it, 
and then you really truly enjoyed instead of like oh i had a steak like i didn't i didn't remember eating it yeah well what good does that do yeah that doesn't do anything now you're gonna need another piece until you can remember right yeah Mm -hmm. where do you normally start when you like with your presentation where do you start explaining i guess your process What is slide number one? Well, slide number one is... Well, it depends on what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about nutrition. Slide number one is going to be like, well, let's talk about the facts of nutrition. Mm -hmm. Food. Like, what is food? Food is categorized of one of three. Carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Mm -hmm. There's no good or bad. Like, we're not talking about good or bad. Just carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Your body processes these fuels differently because it has different needs. Carbohydrates Mm -hmm. are your body's main fuel source and your brain's exclusive fuel source. Most people think when they hear carbohydrates, like, oh, but I can't have carbohydrates. No, but you need some of those. So you have to talk about, like, hey, carbohydrates are fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables. And most people don't... I start off with the basics because a lot of people don't even understand what those are. Okay, fruits, mm-hmm. say apples, oranges, pineapples, bananas, grapes, berries. Those are fruits, mm-hmm. not processed. Those are fruits in their most natural form. Vegetables, broccoli, spinach, carrots, stream beans. Like, Kale, even though it tastes like nothing and dirt. <laughs> yes. Kale, right? Those are vegetables. Those are carbohydrates. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, those are also carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Bread is a carbohydrate. Cereal is a carbohydrate. Cookies are carbohydrates. Any bread-related type things, pasta, those are also carbohydrates. So let's not get confused. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. But if the majority of your foods are huge plates of pasta and breads and potatoes, yes, you will put on weight because you don't need that unless you are a high-active athlete. Yeah. So what you need to do is eat more vegetables and use these depending on how much activity you do. So that is also your treat, if you will, or maybe it's a motivation to exercise so that you can treat yourself to more of these yeah. starchy type foods. Yeah. And so then the other protein. Protein comes from animals, okay. comes from plants. And then fats, healthy fats, oils, olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, nuts and nut butters. I don't want to get off track, but why does it seem like olive oil is better than vegetable oil? Olive oil is better than vegetable oil because it's um, monounsaturated fats. Vegetable oil is more towards saturated fats. Mm -hmm. So saturated fats and trans fats are what lead to high cholesterol and lead to heart conditions. Mm -hmm. And so that's why. Would it be fair to say they're stickier on the inside of your system? You could say that. Yeah. There's like a simple, simplified. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. The olive oil will move through you a little bit better, and the other ones will stick to things. Mm-hmm. Fair that's enough. That's a good explanation. I was like, well, if it's Yeah, vegetables. so think about the stickiness. So think about the stickiness, too, because that's all animal products. All animal products. Oh, yes. Are stickier. Oh, yeah. Or so they're sticky, period. Plants are not. Because yeah. they have fiber, they clean, they help to clean, clean things. things. So that's why I am trying to inspire people to eat more plants. Eat more food in its most natural form, mostly mm-hmm. plants. So what does that mean? It's like... You'll eat a salad. Well, you can... That's a starting point. Oh, no. Salad that, is the I mean, the point. look on your face said, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. <laughs> so no, because salads... Because a lot of people think salad, like salad. 
That's usually iceberg lettuce. That's crap. Mm, iceberg lettuce is nothing. There's no nutritional, there's very little nutritional value. Yeah. It's great if you're start like that's the starting point. That's the starting point. You gotta yeah. have color. So what I try to tell people is, mm-hmm. or what I tell people, I try to get them to embrace this concept is greens, beans, colors, colored vegetables, healthy fats, mm-hmm. and protein. So that's all. These are all plants. These greens, are all plants. Greens like, like kale. Greens like mustard greens, collard greens, broccoli, bok choy, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and collards. Yeah, and sometimes mustards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are greens, 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 Mm -hmm. beans, legumes, lentils, Mm -hmm. chickpeas, black beans. Like lentils are awesome. They're off. Like lentils are the highest of all of the ones for protein, and they're high in fiber. So all of this stuff, all these things are high in fiber. But yeah, yeah. Tofu. Well, those are those are vegan sources mm-hmm. of protein. Colored vegetables. So colorful, because I say colorful. Like think of bell peppers. Yeah, there's lots yeah, of color yeah. in them. Eggplant. I mean, just think of color, 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 because you want green, but then we also want all this color. There's purple cauliflower. It looks so cool. What other color? I'm just thinking like all the different colors. Oranges. Why the color? Is it to keep it interesting or what? Keep it interesting. Yes, to keep it interesting and greens and all the colors high in antioxidants naturally oh yes you don't have to take any supplements or things that people ask about supplements the body absorbs foods foods better than supplements. supplements supplements are synthetic so the body doesn't recognize it so you don't really get the full effect of those supplements if you can get it from foods always better always better always better so greens beans colorful vegetables healthy fats so the nuts and seeds so think avocados Walnuts, almonds, mm-hmm. hemp seeds, flax seeds, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And then that's it. Oh, and then you said proteins. Mm-hmm. But that can be from plants, all, everything else. Animals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then having fun with it. I mean, enjoying your food. I mean, like that's another something. Like, yeah, you should enjoy your food. So typically, what I'll ask because people will say like. I want a meal plan. Like, well, tell me the types of foods that you like. I always ask, like, what type of foods do you like? Mm-hmm. So we'll do a list. What are your favorite vegetables? What's your favorite this, this? So I make a list. What are your favorite flavors? Because I'm like, flavors? What do you mean? Like, do you like Chinese food? Do you like Japanese food? Do you like Korean food? Those flavors. Do you like Indian food? Do you like Italian food? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, even further, like, do you like garlic? Do you like rosemary? I mean, like, that's what food is. You have to have the flavors because the flavor is what makes it interesting right. and exciting. And that's how you can change things. So I like to, because I teach people how to prepare these meals. Like, hey, you can use this plan, follow this, but how you change it is with your spices. You can oh. use exactly the same ingredients, but you change the spices and it's a completely different meal. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. a curry is not the same as a stew. Yeah. You know, like the flavor-wise, yeah. like curry, like, mmm, curry, mmm, curry's delicious, but, yes. you know, an Italian tomato basil, something, like, totally different, totally, totally different flavor, right? Does not go with curry. <laughs> yeah, so those are totally different, so you can, because you want to provide, to me, is variety, like, why do we eat? It's for the enjoyment, that's really why we eat, we want to enjoy our food. Yeah. But if it doesn't taste good, there's no enjoyment, right. so you're not going to do it. 
So that's why I go back to like, hey, it goes to the fundamentals. Like, Which is why Happy Meals have toys in them. Yeah. They don't have to taste good. It has a toy. toy. There's your enjoyment. Just eat it. Yeah. Eat it. And then you can play with your toy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Versus, and that's what's so fun. Like, I've had some good experiences. Let's see. Three retreats where I cooked or created recipes for the retreat. And a lot of good positive reactions are like oh wow this food is delicious you know like this food is delicious really so like it's presented so nicely and it's it's delicious like mm -hmm. that's what food is supposed to be like you can taste the flavors and you taste these different things and as you train yourself because it is training you're training yourself to eat more real foods your taste buds will change as well so that you can taste these flavors right so this, it comes back to the awareness like you become more mentally aware you become more physically aware of the effects of food and how your body feels your taste buds even change like that's okay. what's so cool like everything changes yeah i did not know that i didn't know that your taste buds changed yeah well because if you're not eating processed stuff because the process has all the additives preservatives mm -hmm. when that stuff is gone then your taste buds are prepared to recognize and appreciate more natural flavors oh good <laughs> I'm like mm -hmm. oh good. yeah 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 because no, the processed stuff is like if you look at the i mean just look at the color like say cheetos your fingers are orange afterwards like what is this crap that's my fingers are stained orange like <laughs> that's going inside my body yes i like cheetos but i don't eat them anymore because because yes. that is kind of concerning yeah that is concerning yeah. Or when they sing like Coke, like you can use this to clean your s toilet. Like, do you know what I use Coke for? Do I for? want that? I, if, I, if I have acid from the battery, when I pop the hood. Wow. Because you can just pour it on, it'll start to, yeah, it clean out all. Mm hmm. But that's exactly why I don't drink it. Right. Because I'm like, I just used that can of soda <laughs> to clean the acid that was leaking. Yeah, I'm not going to drink that. I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to drink that. That's yeah. not going to, that doesn't seem. Like if I'm really if I'm really desperate, I might. Which <laughs> is weird because I didn't used to have a problem with soda. Yeah. And one day it occurred to me, I'm like, whenever I need to clean this and I'm not home, I buy a can of Coke. <laughs> I can't drink this. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, just just putting it all together in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I always think of? And this it, this might be the reason why I still have a little bit of a disconnect. But so I grew up with a mechanic. My dad's mechanic and he has always insisted put the best gas in your vehicle yeah and you know when you're a teenager and you're just starting out in life the best gas is expensive that's true <laughs> yeah that is true and i'm like and he's like well if you can't do the best at least do mid-grade don't put the cheap stuff in your car mm -hmm. and then he started to say and don't buy 7-eleven gas but this is back in the day i don't know if it's different now and you could feel the difference. I could feel the difference between the, the cheap gas. gas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the car shakes mm -hmm. and it feels rough as it's going. And but you put the clean gas in and it'll start cleaning the crap out of your system. Right? Mm -hmm. And your ride swoops out and your whole car is like, Let me just do this. I got you. I'll get yeah. you to Yeah. I, I, you know, okay, it's the same thing with food. It is, absolutely. It's such a, and because that's something that people can relate to. Because mm -hmm. I like to use that explanation too, especially when talking to athletes. Your body is it's a, a big race motor. car. Yeah, it's just it's a big engine. a race car with a big engine. When you put the top quality fuel in it, yes, you can ride, you know, like, 
That is so true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, because that's something too, when I talk sport nutrition, because we'll also talk about that of when you go into training or competition, you always want to top off your fuel. Top off the fuel. It's the same thing as like when you're doing a road trip. You don't yeah. just go when you're like on a quarter of a tank. Like, no, you fill You fill up, up before you start. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the same idea that you don't go in because you know you're going to get hungry. So you go in fully fueled, fully hydrated so that you can perform your best. Same thing for a long distance, like, ideally, mm -hmm. you're not going to do a trip across the country and like, oh, my fluid levels, I don't really know where they're at, and this, like, no, you get oh. everything checked, and you get everything good, and then you go, Psh. I had a nephew do that. He's like, I'm going to Florida. In what? In this car. And have you changed the oil? Have you checked? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, friend, I'm not rescuing you in Oklahoma. <laughs> Check your car now, yeah. or don't go. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Okay, so but people can relate that? to it. People can relate, you know, and that's the whole thing. People need to, it needs to be relatable, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're talking about. But like, like using the cars, because people always are like, oh, they get it. Like they get it. like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I, I like this idea of colorful. Yes. Because it does make your plate look a lot more appealing. Mm hmm Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... I've been getting into, f I guess it's called food styling. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, so I started as a nutrition coach, sport nutrition coach, working with the teams. Then they asked me, like, hey, you need to, can you cook for the teams? I'm like, sure, I can cook for the teams. But, you know, I cook for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. But then I had to make sure that it looked like it has to look good. You can't. It does, because you can't just give people stuff that looks like sludge. No, not at all. You know, so it's like, whoa, that, that was where the challenge came. I'm like, okay, I need to start making this food look pretty and presentable. So started yes. doing that. And then now food styling that I'm still doing recipes and food, but taking pictures of these foods. And so now it's food styling. To me, I feel like I'm creating a still life with the food. So right. I put it out there and then I have to take a picture. So like, okay, I get this and put these things on the side and all these. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I should show you what I did yesterday. I made two, like two dishes. I don't know how long it took, but, you know, I'm cooking all the food, then I have to lay it out there and put something here and here. And how's the light? It's like, man, this takes a long time. This is, you know, tell people, like, this is work. Yeah. Like, I love doing it. Oh, yeah. But it's also, too, like, I just spent, like, three hours to take a picture. Like, to take a picture, and it's probably this a crappy exactly picture. exactly why I hate I'm cooking. Like, ah. But, like, three hours to make it and 20 minutes to eat it. See, that's the difference, too. I try to make, again, a simplicity. To me, simplicity is key. Half an hour or less to make a meal, it should be. Because we don't yeah. have time. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, too. So I um, I was a recipe creator for an app that launched in January. And so that was one of the feedback that I gave them. Like, first of all, no one's going to be cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, day of the week. Like, that's too much time. That's way that's too much time. That's a full-time job right there. Exactly. Because I was saying, like, I do that. But I do that full-time. I live at home and I work at home. You yes. Know, like, most people don't. And so this, like, they're in London. Like, think about people in London or in Manhattan, New York. Like, they have no time for this. Yes. So I don't know how this is going to work, but that's my immediate feedback. Like, I create these recipes, but in the real world, who is really going to be cooking all this stuff? Mm -hmm. That's way too much work. Yeah. It's so much work that people might not even start because they're going to be overwhelmed. They're going to be like, oh, no. Like, what what, what, what you talking about? An hour and a half? Yeah. Uh-uh. No way. <laughs> so that's for me as simple as possible. So I always rice cooker, yes. instant pot. Rice, I mean. I haven't figured out my instant pot, which is sad. So I need to start putting some recipes up there. Oh, yes, please. But I can't even figure Amazing. out the controls. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because it's too convenient. And I'm like, I was not raised on convenience. 
But I love me a but good I'm rice gonna cooker. But I'm going to tell you, the rice cooker, so I use it for yeah. rice. Yeah. I use it for quinoa, and I use it for lentils. It makes oh, my whole life For lentils? So How? Yes. You just put it in there just like rice. Pour some lentils, water, press the button. It's done when it's done. So easy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the crock pot is for. Um, you can soak and soak and soak, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then put it in and just cook and cook and yeah. cook. Yeah, if you have a crock pot, I don't have a crock pot. Yeah, but that's rice like, that's like 10 million soak. hours, though. Yeah, exactly. So the rice cooker, 20 minutes. Oh, yes. An Instant Pot, even, like, I can make two pounds of rice in 20 minutes. You know, that's oh, yeah. a whole difference. So I'll do I'll do chickpeas and I'll do any other beans in the Instant Pot. 20 minutes. Usually it's two pounds, 20 minutes. Do you soak them ahead of time? Or no, you just... I just put it right in there. Press the button. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. What button did you press? It's the manual. I always do manual and I set the time and then it just goes. For how long? 20 minutes? 20 minutes. So it depends on how much you put in there. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But I'm telling you that... I'll try So it. you know how I learned? I learned under pressure because I was cooking for a team. There were 30. I was cooking for 30. We were on a team trip. This was for Paralyzed Veterans of America race team. Mm-hmm. I, you know, on contract to be making all of the meals for the group. And I was not allowed to cook on hotel premises. Had to be 200 feet off of premises i'm like what so did you have a kitchen you were pulling or uh, what? so they <laughs> they made a makeshift kitchen for me they brought a, uh, a generator and then i was able to plug two instant pots into that thing or I had maybe it was a rice cooker and an instant pot and <laughs> someone brought a like grill a like a barbecue stove. propane yeah. stove so i'm like oh sweet i light that thing up it has broken burners on it so i'm like how am i going to use this yeah and then i was in like a, a trailer like a, oh, it was a trailer thing. Yeah, so you open it up. I put a table Almost into like a that food truck. No, 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 no. 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 Oh. It was a trailer, like that like was an my, RV that you pull. It was yeah. Oh. So like an RV that you pull. So you open it up in the back. I brought a table in there. I had some coolers, so I would sit on the table. I mean, I would sit on the cooler, and then I would sit at the table, and I chop. I would chop, but. They didn't have any of the stuff, so I had to go to the supermarket that was in town to buy a cutting board, to buy a knife, you know, so it was, like, good quality stuff. It was, like, plastic, this knife that I swear I almost cut my fingers off because I was cutting sweet potatoes. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to take, like, that was a night. Like, that was one of the hardest, most challenging things I ever, ever did. Oh, my god! Because it would, I would be, it was 12-hour days. 12-hour yes. days. Because like, once you're done cooking, you got to start the next meal. Exactly. And the cleanup from yeah. the first meal. Yeah, and you know the thing, too, is like, and that stupid burner that was supposed to work. So, like, say, what did I cook on there? Mm. Whatever it took, like, it had to take, like, almost double the time because mm. it was missing burners. So. so it was like, oh, man. There was one day, I think it was, like, the first or the second day dinner that I wasn't able to have like starchy carbohydrates for the group so it's like we're gonna have to buy something like i'm gonna have to go to the supermarket because i can't cook this i cannot cook it because i made like other stuff but it was that was one of the hardest cooking assignments that i've ever had because one of these like it would be different like say the last the (laughs) the last what is it retreat that I cooked for I mean I was in this fancy kitchen and beautiful stove or like all these burners and I had multiple you know I had three ovens and had this and this and this and it's all gas everything going all at once and it was like oh everything will be ready don't worry a ratatouille dream it was beautiful it was beautiful like that's the thing so I guess it's also too when you have these extremes like okay I was like in the trenches literally trying to make like 
cook spaghetti took hours and hours. it shouldn't ever. it shouldn't because you know you boil water you throw it in sh- you're done like done. okay i can't even get this water to boil you know it's oh, like okay i'm gonna just cross fingers you know so that was one to get the food ready on time but then two was like all this food has got to be cooked no one can be getting sick because something is undercooked or whatever because i'm like crap that's all on me right you know and it's like that was that was super stressful but I and learned. then you have those nice tools and you like feel oh, like yeah. you can't yeah, ever like, go back. <laughs> this is magnificent. And then the next step would be like, ooh, you might have an assistant. Like, an assistant? All the way up until you have to still teach your assistant how to do the work. <laughs> like, never mind. Pass. <laughs> Just clean. You can yeah. clean everything. I'll take care of this stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So why did I bring up that story? Oh, you're telling, well, you're telling <laughs> about learning under pressure. Learning under pressure. Well, we're talking then? about instant pots. It's, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, so I learned how to use the Instant Pot because I had to. There was nothing else. And I was like, I can't make anything with this stupid thing. So I have to figure out this thing because I yes. need. So, yeah, I had to scramble one day in two huge pots of sweet potatoes. I made sweet potatoes in there. I mean, it, they were because the pot is like this big. Yeah, sweet potatoes Full. don't cook fast. Unless you use an Instant okay, Pot. Okay, I'm going to figure so out those buttons. So Instant Pot, so think, because an Instant Pot is a pressure cooker and it's a rice cooker. Like, it's all of that yeah, in one. I haven't been able to make mine cook anything right really okay but here okay in all fairness <laughs> my parents both grew up on the farm mm-hmm. and my mom cooked in the ground from the first part of her life yeah so for us we learned the hardest ways to cook like wow if i can find a flat rock i can cook anything right i can yeah. heat that up just like a like a burner i can get anything going outside yeah but you give me something easy and convenient i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know if it's on i can't tell if it's on yeah I've left rice and I'm like, what is this gonna get done? It's not even turned on. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay so, so it's that's my own just a, it's, it's just a matter button. of just learning that extra step. Yeah. Where the power button is and mm-hmm. how to make it go. Well, yeah. No, that makes me think too. It's like one issue that I do have is I have all these things going and it's especially like if I'm roasting stuff because mm. I need to keep track. Because you know, it's one of these where you look, you're like, oh, no color. No color. Oh, then yeah. the next you look, oh, it's burned. Oh, done. Great. Okay. <laughs> so so that's one that I have to like, I have to yes. set a timer. I have to set a timer when I do the broiler and I have to listen to that timer. Yes. Because I'll smell it sometimes too. So that's also why I talk about smell. Yeah. That and then sometimes I'll smell it. Ooh, it smell. Okay. You got to check on it now. I have to tell myself, don't get distracted. You just put food on. Mm-hmm. Don't start doing something that's going to take you away from here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. I have to do that because I'll do that too. I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of it, but yeah, like I'll set water boiling and then I'll go do something mm-hmm. and then come back. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> the pan is all brown. Yes. Good thing I didn't I burn the house down. boil a pot of water, a teapot mm-hmm. at least three times a day. I will turn that thing on, <laughs> let it whistle and then not even use it just mm-hmm. because I was like, Oh, I got started on something else and I'm only undistracted enough to turn this off and walk away three times a day. Almost every day I do that. I hear you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I hear you. I hear you. Because it's not fast enough, so we go do something else, and then you're like, oh, oh. yeah. What? Oh. Okay, I'm going to come back. I'll come, huh. I'll come back to that. And, uh, okay, forget it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, wait. So, we got ask, page how one, how page two. Time? Oh, we probably have a lot. And I'm not cutting any of it. Yeah. We actually have almost two hours, because... It's the two, phone rang oh, after okay, about 20 sweet, minutes before. Sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. But did you want me to talk about this yeah. presentation? Yeah. 
Okay, let me pull this up so I can see because what we're talking about, or this presentation that I gave was keys to lasting change. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about change, but specifically in this talk, I wanted to, I wanted to give people steps, right. steps, because we can talk about change. So we've, we spent a long time, an hour or something talking about change, like concepts of change. Yeah. But that doesn't help people take action. Okay. Right? Because they'll listen to this and they're like, oh, that's a cool talk. Like, oh, that was amusing. Yes, change. Yeah. Okay, but then how? Yeah. That's really the, okay. like, how do I do it? So that's what this talk was about. So I gave a talk called The Keys to Lasting Change mm -hmm. and give people the keys so they can do something. Okay. And so change. What do you want to change? Uh -huh. You need to create a smart goal about this change. Because if you're just like, I want to change, what are you changing? What do you want to do? So SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. Stands for S, something specific. Okay. M, measurable. Mm -hmm. A, what does A stand? S M A, achievable. Right. So it's within your. Yeah. It's not like range. I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Right. And you make ten bucks <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> R is also the same thing. Realistic. Mm -hmm. And then T in a timely fashion because you can say like. I'm going to do this. Like you have the whole rest of your life, life to do this. Like, are you know, you is need that to, the plan is it? you need to give yourself a specific time frame to work on it. So smart goals, mm -hmm. refining your goals to a smart goal to help you to be successful. But then from there, after your goal, you need to take some action items. So what steps are you going to take to get you towards that goal? So that was really, that's what I want to talk about is the steps because we typically don't like, okay, so we have the goal, but then now what? Like, okay, what steps are you going to take and have several steps because typically it's here's this goal all or nothing you achieve it or you don't achieve it mm -hmm. but if you have steps like they're smaller pieces to get you to your goal right and so it's the small little things these are yeah so refining your goals this is this making as specific as possible mm -hmm. make it as specific as possible and schedule things into your calendar just like you would schedule any other important appointment. You know, appointment like you don't want to miss, like, okay. So typically the changes are physical activity and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So if you are wanting to exercise more regularly, plan it in your calendar. Right. Days. Like, hey, and then make it a non-negotiable. Like, no, this is not, it's not I'm not going to cancel it. And I'm no canceling. Like, ah, oh, take the later class. Like, no. You're doing 5.30, like, mm -hmm. you got to do it. it. Like, that's it. You got to do it. Mm -hmm. But then you have to have, you know, like, achievable, realistic. Like, can you do it? Yes. Okay. Unless you make up some excuse, but, like, you, right. you got to do it. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you're holding yourself accountable to actually do that, to go take the class, go for a walk, whatever it is. But, you know, 5.30 is that time. You got to go out there and do it. Right. And so, refining refining and making specific steps. Wait, so I'm looking at all this. Da, da, da. Here. Yes. So here. One step at a time. So take little steps to get to your big step. So the physical activity, putting the or scheduling it into your calendar, but then you also need to plan like where are you going to work out? Oh, yeah. Do you have a place that you're going to work out? Do you belong to a gym? Is there some kind of like you need to have all of that stuff planned out. Like, hey, I'm going to go to F45. I'm signing up to take the 5 o'clock class Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, so that's set. You registered. Mm -hmm. But still, you still need to get your butt over there mm -hmm. and no excuses. So you need to be planned. Like, 
Do you have your workout gear? Right. You need to have your workout gear. It has to be in your bag, in your car to go. Yeah. Right? And so all this stuff, what does that mean? You need your all of your clothes, your shoes, socks. Packed and in the car. Everything packed and ready because you need that stuff. Like, But you have to take that step. So, okay, you got to make that step. Do you know, I used to be so irresponsible about making sure my gym clothes were in the car that I stopped trying to make that my goal. And I said, my gym must be close to a... An old navy because they have cheap <laughs> enough clothes, or Shopco or Target. Mm -hmm. And it's also because I will not go and work out if I haven't showered first, and I do not want to end my workout unless I can shower. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. like, I I have to be close to here so that I can buy everything so that I can go inside. Which was it was terrible because I only spent a hundred bucks. For you. But it did work. It mm -hmm. did work. Yeah. Well, especially too, like I spent this money and I got this outfit. Like mm -hmm. I have to wear, like I have to. Oh, for use me, it. I'm like I just bought, like I bought eight <laughs> bars of soap because I didn't want to buy just one, and I bought a big bottle of shampoo because why buy a small one? And I know I'm gonna need it when I get home, so I go shopping for everything, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway, you're right. Yeah. You have to plan ahead. <laughs> plan ahead. Well, that's yeah. something too. Like if you know you have to do all that stuff, like okay, well this workout. So at five, I have to do all the shopping. I'm going to start shopping at three, so I'll be ready exactly. for the workout at five. Mm -hmm. You have to, though. But, yes. I mean, like, those are part of the whole plans. So if you you know yourself already. Okay, so, one. So, we're going to have that class at five o'clock, we're saying. Five o'clock. Maybe you have to be shopping at three. That's mm -hmm. your potential. Or maybe another person, like, I'm tired after work. I'm really tired. Yes. Like, hey, well, then let's go into your nutrition. Did oh. you have lunch? Did you have a snack before you go into your training? That Top has to be planned tank. also. Yeah. Top off the tank. Because if you go in starving, hungry, you don't have energy, you're not going to have a good workout either. It's no. not going to be a good positive experience. You're not going to be like, oh, I can't wait to go back. Like, See? I had no energy. I was dragging butt and I'm still dragging. Like, I don't want to do that yeah. again. So that has to be another something. You know, so it all, it all goes hand in hand, having those things. Or then also, too, that, you know, afterwards, then treat yourself to a nice meal. But you have to have good food again. Because right. It's all a nice part of that process. Clean meal. A nice clean meal. Yeah. 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 So then that's also too like, hey, this is part of if you want to get healthier and fit and get leaner, make healthier food choices, you need to take the steps. So like, okay, I know vegetables this. Do you have anything in your house that you can eat? Right. Yeah, I have a candy bar. Like, well, that doesn't go along with your goals. Yes. So then again that has to be on the steps. Like, okay, I need to buy shampoo and I need to buy the bars of soap and I need to buy my workout clothes and I need to buy the food. Yes. And who's going to make this food? Oh, is it me? Am so I still in charge? <laughs> <laughs> so again, those are those things too. Like, okay, do you have time for this food? Mm -hmm. Are you going to use a rice cooker? Do you even have a rice cooker or an instant pot? Or are you going to buy, say, vegetables? Do you have to chop all the vegetables? Do you consciously know that you'll have time and be in the mood to do that afterwards? Mm -hmm. Buy pre-cut then. Buy pre-cut vegetables. Yes. You can also buy frozen vegetables. Frozen vegetables are also good choice. Yeah. Just look that there are no other things exactly. in it. Added. Yeah. Right. And then you can, because they have nice frozen vegetable mixtures and things that you can do and just... Toss it in the microwave if you have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wasn't oh. going to say, I was going to say yeah. toss it in a pan. Yeah, I, I don't personally you. use a microwave, but uh, you know, it's like you have to start at different steps. You have to start at different steps. Like yeah. I'm, I'm where I am because I've spent my whole life working on this to mm -hmm. get to where I'm at. And it also goes back to when we're talking about like, you have to lead by example. It's not really helpful for me to stand in front of people and talk about nutrition and exercise. If I don't have my own life together in, in that order, area you know mm -hmm. it's like yeah i work on this every single day because it's so important to me mm -hmm.
because I know what food is and I know how it affects my body. So I want to put the best quality food in my body that I can. Right. Like you were saying with your dad, like put the best quality gas, put the best quality food that you can. If you can afford all organic food, great. Mm -hmm. If you can't, that's okay too. Yeah. You know, it's like better to be eating vegetables than to be eating Mm -hmm. just straight up bread every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the steps, it was really, I mean, this talk was really about, okay, let's get really clear on your goals. Now let's take action items to actually do that. Mm -hmm. And then once you take those, you know, those action, you've written your goal and your steps, hold yourself accountable, Mm -hmm. mark it in your calendar, find your person, you know, like your accountability buddy or Mm -hmm. someone who's going to hold you accountable. Did you do it? You know, that's why I said, like, that's why, that's what I do as a nutrition coach. Like I'm working with a client right now. We did a seven-day analysis, so I looked at all of her foods to see food patterns, what Mm. she's eating, when she's eating, that type of stuff, and then gave her feedback. This is what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Based on what I'm seeing, these are recommendations that I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And then, so, like, say the recommendation for her is increase, so, increase the amount of fruits and vegetables that she eats in all of her meals. So I'm giving her... It might be at zero. So all you have to do is add one. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for her, she's got a small amount. Like, hey, you need more. You just need more. You're mm-hmm. going to, you know, but... So I'm, I'm giving these general. And then her job, her homework is to create her goals mm-hmm. and her action items, her steps. And then I'm following up with her each week. How did your week go? Mm-hmm. What goal, you know, so it's just to look at things. No judgment. Like, how was your week? Yeah. Tell me how it was. Like, it was good. It was stressful. I had a really good day this day. I packed my lunch and I had this. Excellent. So we look at the things that are working. Excellent. I had a rough time. So she typically has hard time with lunch because she gets busy. She's doing stuff, whatever, you know. So that's why one thing. So the suggestion I gave was you have to bring stuff there. You Mm -hmm. have to have stuff with you. I gave the example, like, hey, remember when your kids were babies? You pack your bag for your kids oh, full yeah. of every possible you carry change luggage of diapers, for a brand multiple new baby. clothes. Like, you have to oh, have yeah. all that stuff that you do for that baby. You have to do it for yourself. You oh, need to see, have that. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, so my think gosh. About that that like, baby bag theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a good one. Like, your baby bag can be everything. That could be your workout bag. It could be all kinds of snacks. Yeah. Your, ba- your baby bag that you leave at work so it has snacks and things that you can have at work if you need. Right. When you're in the car, like, I need something. Oh, good thing I have, I'm going to have my little snack. Yes. Because you, you know, and especially, too, because when I speak with women you know especially like moms Mm -hmm. they've done that so they have the experience like you remember what that was like you have to because how much easier your life was when you had all that stuff because you never know what's going to happen right because that's life if you have to run home every time your baby needs a a diaper change Mm -hmm. you'll be exhausted right and you'll leave the baby at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah someone else do this yeah yeah but you prepare yourself Mm -hmm. and it becomes manageable and it just is you have to so you, you do have it. to. You do it. It becomes part of your routine. It Before is. you leave Absolutely. the house, you look in the bag. Okay, oh, we'll leave a little, little more diapers. Let's put this, this. And yes. You have your bag full of stuff so that you're ready just in case something happens. And something always happens. It always does. Always happens. So that's the same thing, you you know, like, because you know, you've already been through that. So, like, think about that. That's the same oh thing with taking care of yourself. Do you know how, like, okay, honestly, that whole idea of me, I have <laughs> to be at a gym that's close to any of those three stores. Yeah. By the time, you know, maybe a year has passed, I now have three gym bags that I keep <laughs> p- 
packed it in the car so I don't have, but I still forget soap all the time. It still have to go back it in. Happens. And socks, certain socks, has to be certain socks. Mm -hmm. I have my own issues. But this whole idea of that baby bag for a grown person yeah. makes so much sense. It's not just your gym clothes, it's your food that's healthy and mm -hmm. vitamin. I don't know. Just, yeah. yeah. But the concept of be ready when you walk out the door so you're not scrambling when you're gone. Mm hmm. That's one that I can get my mind around really Good. easy. And so you see, I guess, you know, talking with you and sharing these different concepts, because really, again, I want it to be as easy as possible. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to be Eckhart Tolle because... Oh, yeah, because I wasn't getting that anyway. Yeah, so to me, it's like, make it as simple as possible. So, I mean, that made sense to me because why? I was talking to someone, you know, I think I was probably home, probably with my sister in the baby bag or whatever. I'm like, just like that. Just pack, you yeah. know, you just get into your routine every single day that you pack your bag of stuff. Yeah. And then you also know when you, you know, your grocery list, like, oh, I'm running low on my favorite bars. Write it on your list. Oh, I don't have any more peanut butter. Put it on, on your, your list, list because you know those are your favorite things that when you have them, you feel good. Yeah. So then have them. Peanut butter, have it in your bag. Put a bowl of whatever, put a jar of peanut butter at the desk. You can yeah. leave that there. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, those are ways to make your life easier. Easy. These are steps that you're taking but it's going to make your life easier. Yeah. You're going to feel the sense of more control because instead of like, it's two o'clock, man, I haven't eaten any food. Don't, oh, I've got a headache. I have this. Right. Run to the vending machine and now you've got crap in your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Giving people steps. So really, so that's what it was. It was also too, because I usually do a talk every year and another talk, someone was saying like, ah, oh, it was really good, great information, but I, I need help, you know, because someone came and asked mm -hmm. me, I need help with how to implement this into my life. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know, the reason why I don't talk about that is because when I work with clients, there is no one way. No. It's not a one Every size fits all. Every single person is different. Every single person is different. Every body is different. So I could give some recommendation. This doesn't necessarily work for you and vice versa. And so that's why I was explaining, like, that's why I don't teach that way. It comes back to the person like you have to know your own style like you have to know yourself enough of what your preferences are mm -hmm. like you know already if you're gonna cook or not okay if you're not gonna yeah. cook if you're gonna go to own that choice but then make a good one yeah to replace it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah so that was more of like okay I can give you generalizations but I can't tell you how to do this in your life I'll give you these things so which is this mm -hmm. set the goal What's your goal? You know, it's like, you can send me these things, send me them. What's a smart goal? Like, what is your smart goal? Long-term, I want to lose five pounds. I want to be able to lift 125 pounds in my chest press. I want to do like, you know, really, really specific. Give yourself a time frame, And then you have to hold yourself accountable to take the steps to get there. That's right. where it's that timely fashion. Because you could say like, yeah, that's a goal. Like, is that, you're going to have that goal for the rest of your life? Apparently. Apparently, no. <laughs> right? Or like, it should be something that ignites right. this, you know, fire inside of you. Like, okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. I'm ready to do it. Like, I'm ready to do it. Not only am I ready. I mean, I have my bag. I have my thing at the desk in the office. Yes. Yeah. I am ready. I have my membership. I'm ready to, you know. I'm set. Get I'm out set. there and do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tackle this and I'm going to make change. And then they got to start change. doing it. Like, okay, so what's the change? I went and bought these things. I'm ready. I'm going to step outside. I've had breakfast. I have my snacks. I'm going to eat my snacks at work. And after work, 
I have this and I'm going to the gym. Great. And when they do it, like, okay, that's awesome. You did it. Yeah. Congratulate. Like, you should feel awesome. Like, I actually do. I feel really awesome. I also feel sore. Like, and that's expected because mm-hmm. you're challenging not only your brain, but your, your, muscles, your muscles, your body. Right. But the more you do it, you're going to adapt. You're going to get stronger. And the same thing, too. Your routine is going to become a routine. This new mm-hmm. routine will become a routine. It'll become automatic. You don't have to think about it all the time. Right. You just know because your bag is there and it's ready. You just, in the morning, you double check, put a little something, whatever you need. And you go, you do it and you do it Mm -hmm. because that's the thing. It's like, you got to do it. You have to do it. Which is the case with all goals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can only talk so much before it's clearly just talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still on this baby bag thing. I'm like, I'm glad though. Cause it really was. Cause you know, when I use that and I said, it's most like, I always explain, and the women get it. I don't know. Some men, there was never a day that I ever met a man who could pack a baby bag. (laughs) I mean, and they're I love... They're doing the shopping <laughs> times a day, and they're going out like, oh, crap, I gotta go get this, and yeah. I gotta get that. So you but, thought two diapers would get you through 24 hours. <laughs> Good on you, sir. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Don't do but that to does. my child. Yeah. And like I said, once at the baby bag, like, the baby bag makes total sense. Of course. It really does. Because, you know, it was really just seeing friends and girlfriends and family and all with the baby bags, like, duh. Big you already baby do bags. This. You already Big do baby this. bags. Yeah. Yes. So then you have your baby bag and you have your bag, baby. Yes. Oh, you know. You yes. Yeah. And make it, you know, whatever it does. Like maybe you buy a special bag, but it's your bag. You're like, ooh, look at my bag. Right. And, you know, it's like has your compartments and mm-hmm. whatever. But make it. That's right. It. I'm like, it's got to be Under Armour. Yeah. There's no reason. There's mm-hmm. no logic. But I'm like, it needs to be Under Armour. It's got to be that mid-size. Can't be the big one. Can't mm-hmm. be this one. Mid-size. <laughs> I need to be but able it's to put the same all thing my too. shoes and my flip Also the workout there. gear. Right. It's all the workout gear. Because some people too like, it's got to be like the sports bra, first of all. If my boobs mm-hmm. are shaking and hanging you can't do place, it. Can't I'm not do doing it. this. Uh-huh. No. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jumping <laughs> just to feel that rip off. No. No. <laughs> or shoes, right? Yes. So too, it's like, you got to have support. You have to get good quality shoes. It's the same thing. Like, top of the line yes. sneakers. Well, maybe you don't have to have the absolute top of the line, but not the but crappiest things that... It's a real thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I shoes have never been a big deal to me mm-hmm. because I love flip-flops, yeah. which is terrible because it doesn't work with the snow. But <laughs> the thing is, I, I finally won... I don't remember how long ago it was. I finally bought myself a real pair of not running shoes, but workout shoes. Mm. Like and they were flat, and I thought this is a lot easier than those big bulky ones. I wear. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you realize, oh, people actually design these for certain things. Okay, ah. that's why it sucks to wear those big, heavy cross trainer shoes and run because it's heavy on your feet. You mm-hmm. don't know that until you have shoes that are light, and you're like, oh, wow, what yeah. a difference! Having the right gear, yeah, but being nice enough to yourself to get the right gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know what else sucks is looking in the mirror when you're at the gym or anywhere and feeling like, I don't look right in my clothes. Yeah. Like, I am uncomfortable in this outfit that I picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. That's, I mean, that's huge And you wouldn't life. think so. Huh, yeah. yeah. Anything, yeah, because you got to feel like, it again, goes back to, like, you got to feel good. You mm-hmm. got to feel good. So, choose, so this is, this goes back to the, the teachings that I'm learning from Dr. Joe Dispenza's that you have to step into this person that you want to be. So, which means 
how do you want to look? Right. Oh, I want these shoes and this outfit. Okay, well then go and get it. Yes. And you put it on and look at yourself in the mirror and then you see yourself. Because that's us. Like, say, for example, I grew up with hand-me-downs. So it didn't matter yes. if it fit and or the not. Line like, kid. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't matter if it fit or not. Like here, this is what you're wearing. That's it. Period. Because yeah, I'm not right? shopping anymore. So I got used to always like hand me downs and clothes that are big. It didn't matter because I'm like whatever. It's clothes. Mm -hmm. And then to get something that fits and look in the mirror like, oh, oh hey. this is hey wow. girl, who, when something that? fits you, like, whoa. I know. So I have some shape here and have this, but you notice how different like. You look at yourself, yes. and when something fits good, it's the right color and all that stuff. You look in the mirror, and you're like, who is this? Yes. Like, hello. Yeah, right? And, and it's spring in your step. Yes. And you, you, you're looking at yourself, mm -hmm. right? But it's you, but it's also not you. It's this other you, and you look, you're like, wow. Yeah. This is, this is who I could be. Right. This and is it is who, who you I are, but it's also who you could be. Yeah. Yes. And so it is, you're standing there. So just imagine you have your bag, you have this, now you have your outfit on, your workout outfit. You have your bag, you're ready. You look in the mirror and you're like, girl, Whoa, yes, slay. Yeah. yeah. And it does. And you're like, I like how I look. I like this color. This looks good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's motivation. Like that is so yeah. motivational. And so that's why like, don't skip out on that. Yeah. That's something really big. So that's that feeling, feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good about yourself. And that's also with the food. When you have a nice plate of food and you're like, oh, look at this. Like, you yes. know, from your whatever you usually eat. And then you have this plate of something. You're like, wow, that's this a treat. Is, like this. It's better than what I normally this is, see. Wow. And then, yeah. you, you know, you have it and you're like, oh, and it tastes good too. Wow. Yeah. Same thing. Then you're like, wow, I, I think, I think I can do this. Right. So mm. then you have, then you start like, I think I can. I think I can do this. Yeah. And the more often you do it, you're like, not only do I feel like I can do this. And then the momentum starts to build. Yeah. Like, yes. Okay. So I did that on Tuesday. You know what? I'm going to go on Thursday. I have the same outfit, but it's going to be in purple this time. And you're like, yes. Oh, Girl, huh? yes. 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 I could do another repetition. Yes, I can. <laughs> mm. And then you're like, mm. yeah. And then you have another plate of something like, I don't know what this is, but it looks pretty good. Like, right. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is not bad. You know what? Honestly. I was just thinking, okay, because you're you seem to always be in purple when I see you. Right? <laughs> That's just because that this is jacket and then I throw on the backpack. That's right. It. And the socks. Your <laughs> socks are purple. <laughs> and last time I wore purple and you wore purple and we yeah. Mm -hmm. anyway. Oh yeah, we had yeah. the same. Yep. Yeah. But I was you know, I in my head I hear your voice when I say add color, add color. And I used to just I can chop up ten million greens. Mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's all green. Yeah. Make a salad out of that. And I thought one day had color the only thing i had was purple cabbage and i added that and i was like oh and now i have oranges now oranges and purple cabbage have to be in everything Ooh, just for color they don't taste any well, i mean oranges taste better <laughs> but like, it's just color yeah. i just deserve color mm -hmm. <laughs> no one else cares but i, I care it makes too. my food look happy it does mm -hmm. it makes it makes the room you know like so you can have yes. one solid color grays whatever but you put something you're like Ooh. color pop it lightens yes. things up. It brightens things up. There's also, um, I'm, I want to read a little bit more on it, but it's like color relates with energy, you know, and then color mm -hmm. to increase your mood or to right. like brighten Color up. theory, all of that. Yeah. We, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Certain colors that just are great for your, for your complexion. Yes. That, you know, you put them on and you look and you're just like, oh, uh -oh. you know, so you, gra <laughs> you gravitate to certain colors. Yes naturally so you uh, follow those colors but sometimes too like maybe colors you didn't like but you you're like 
oh, I never would have thought of this yeah. color, but like, this is a good color, color. on me. Yeah. I tell people all the time when I see like, oh, that's a good color on you. Yeah. I say that because it is like, oh, that's, yeah. it's what? Like it's, it just it brings, brings out. out a different light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does literally. Yeah. And then you also feel it. It's the same thing. The person who is working on making this change puts on a different color something they look at themselves and they see themselves from that different light yes it's them but then they see themselves looking at themselves like huh it's like be kind enough to give yourself possibilities yeah because possibilities yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. so that's really fun like so that's something that i I would like to spend more time on healing so that's it so all these restorative practices that I'm teaching now, more of a relaxing kind of stuff mm-hmm. and tying it in with, it's recovery. Mm-hmm. Recovery, restoring your body with color, with sound, music, mm-hmm. foods. You know, yeah. but that's also, that ties into with the foods themselves. The color of the foods, the textures. Mm-hmm. Massage is another. So I'm, I'm moving more into that because I just want to share of when you're active, when you're challenging yourself physically and mentally, you need the other stuff to balance you out. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Like, so you're challenging yourself. So that could be a lot of red and oranges, like ugh, red and orange, great colors, great right. colors. But then you need like mellow it back out. and yeah. mellow and like, ah, mm-hmm. right. So that's the whole balance of things. Same thing. You can have fiery, spicy food, but all the time. No, you want something no, to mellow it out, right? Ulcer. Or you could do <laughs> Or say like uh, chili. Like chili is typically either with rice or some bread or something. So mm-hmm. that it's like spicy and then you kind of something mellow it out. it out. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's what we're striving for. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the training. Push hard, then chill, stretch, Have recovery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Balance. All that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so that really is. It's like going back to change. Change takes time. It does. It takes time. And when you're present, you'll notice that you have good days. You have better days. Like, okay, did well. And then notice. We learn from our mistakes. When you make a mistake, like, oh, I made a mistake. I forgot to bring. Oh, I forgot my bag. How could I forgot my bag? But it happens. Yes. You're running. You have this because you have your other bag. You have your work bag. Right. Your workout bag. This bag. Right. And yeah. your baby bag. Like so many different bags. Yes. Yeah. It can happen. It can. It happens. Absolutely happens. So what are you going to do? You do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up because that's another like, don't beat yourself up. You are doing the best that you can. Right. And next time you'll do better. Yeah. Learn from the mistake. Like, okay, I forgot it. Okay, what do you need to do so you don't forget it? Yeah. Put one in the car or f- learn how to go to a gym next to a Target. <laughs> not the cheapest Target quality, has good stuff. Not the highest quality, yeah. but it's a great quality right in there. Target has good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially for, like, you forgot stuff? your stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not like Walmart. Not, not the same. Totally different, not. like, different category. Yes, that's, uh, that's why that's not a that's not a contingency plan for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I want to be able to keep it later when yeah. I get home. Yeah. <laughs> right, that is so true. Okay, can't knock Walmart. They've got a plan. They've got it's just not a plan too. for they... me. Right. Yeah. Well, especially, too, because we're, like, you're not going to work out just once and you're done. It's not a one and done. Like, no. You're going to be working out regularly. So yeah. you want gear that's gonna last yeah because it looks nice the first time you put it on then the next time like oh this is already like you're like oh so all the elastic's gone huh great (laughs) this is cute Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like a baby elephant it's great (laughs) love it (laughs) (laughs) but it's true that is absolutely true when you get nice good quality like Mm -hmm. 
Let's see, the uniforms that I have. So I have Lululemon stuff lasts forever. Yes. That's for work. Prana is another brand that I got of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Lole is another one. So these are ones like I've had for like 10 years. And they're still... now they're starting to fall apart. But it's like 10 years of heavy use. But then it's like... Oh, See, now that says something that's, right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid investment. Mm-hmm. It mm. is an investment. So you mm-hmm. think about that too. Because people will say... Not to, clothes usually isn't mentioned. It's food. Like, mm-hmm. but that's expensive food. Like, yes, but you're investing in your health. Right. So you can get cheap food or you can get better quality food. That's yeah. your choice. It, you have to decide you know, for yourself. But it is an investment in your health. And you have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing with the clothes. Like, okay, yeah, you can buy Target. It was definitely better quality than some other brands. Yeah. It's going to last you for a while versus, like, if you do splurge and use those. Like, to me, the other stuff, those other brands, those are splurge. But when you do get something, it lasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so also it's be the decision like, mm, do I really like this color? Am I going to like it for years? years? That's why you got to stick with mm. some, uh, get some good black ones. <laughs> black lots face. of black. Yeah. Lots of gray. Solid colors. Lots of red. Because the patterns, because you're like, this pattern is going to get played out and yeah, real soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to look like I'm from 2000, right? <laughs> Uh, there yeah. is an 80s party coming up. Oh, okay. Good thing I have this outfit. Yeah. I've got these neon tights. I mean, who knew? <laughs> With the French cut. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's... Listen, it's, good quality leggings is a real thing, though. It is. It really is. It, when you have something... I mean, again, it comes to clothes. Clothes that fit you right when you put it on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just right for your body. You're like... Yeah. 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 Mhm. Because mm-hmm. there are, there absolutely are. It makes such a big difference. Changes your whole energy. Changes it your really mood. Does. Your confidence level. Yes. Mhm. I have these leggings that I bought seven dollars a piece, and I they were fine when I wasn't moving a lot, but they do not hold me together at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I can't use them. Yeah. When I go to when I am at F forty five. They ju- I feel like I'm just free-floating. I just can't use them. I'm like, this is just a lot of movement that mm-hmm. I'm not doing on purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or just other ones, like say I have, oh, I know, I have these one pair of leggings. They're thicker, mm-hmm. but they fall down, so I have to keep oh, yeah. pulling them up. And I it's like, that. man, you know what? That's such a pain. It is. And then you're annoyed, and then you get frustrated. You're like, oh, man, these stupid whatever. Like, all right, just get rid of them. Yes. They're just not working <laughs> just for you. put them away. Like, they're put not going to change. You know, that's another thing, too, of noticing mm-hmm. when something isn't working like hey, if something isn't working you have to make a change these pants like these pants Stop are not going to trying change. to make it work yeah yeah don't force it or ex- expecting change when it's never like hey when you didn't you change any these, of the variables you had these pants for 10 years whatever five years they're still falling down yes so they never what makes you right. think what makes you think that they're not going to fall down <laughs> hope and you know, faith like, okay this time i think i figured it out <laughs> right let me just put these on and walk out the door and have an uncomfortable night like i know i was gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so those are things too so but there's so much there's so much but it's it's also i mean kind of simple you can look at it and get overwhelmed like there's this like okay food mm-hmm. training what do you need to eat and to train Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Some people need more. Some people need less. Like, say with the food. Some people like a lot of variety. They want different stuff. Other people, like, have one, you know, some clients are like, I eat the same thing every single day. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. All right, sweet. Yeah. 
that's no it. sweat off if my that's bro. how it is like okay yeah. whatever then that's what you do you yeah. do that for yourself or same thing like you know what i'm not gonna worry about any color i'm just wearing black because black looks good mm-hmm. black top black bottom black sneaker i don't have to think about it yeah i'm just fine here i go because <laughs> yeah. black too like black too it's like the color you know black mm-hmm. is a great color for everybody it's Every, slimming yes. it makes you look good so like hey I'm yeah. just going to wear black. It's classic. And you don't have it to think it through. It doesn't go out of style. Yes. That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at this. Mm, yes. I'm in all black right now. <laughs> yeah. This is my uniform from work. Like, yep. I'm in black. Oh, and that's a cute sweater, by the way. Is it a sweater? It's a, I don't know. It's a top. It looks, it looks comfy. It and is cute. comfy. And it's warm. Yes. Da-da. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where can people find you? <laughs> people can find me online, powertoshred.com, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm trying to share more of what I'm, what we've been talking about mm-hmm. through these different platforms. Oh, so I just have my newsletter. I'm going to send you my newsletter. But yeah, yeah so I'm trying, I'm trying to, I mean, this whole, what I do when I work with clients or teach classes is mostly private. I'm trying to share the message because really is. The more people I can help, the better. I mean, that's, right. I just want to help people. I want to help people make change because I made change the hard way. I mean, I figured it out for myself because it was just like, this isn't working. I'm not happy. Yeah. And just kind of stumbled upon things and learned. You know, was, that's how I got into what I studied, exercise science and sport nutrition. Mm-hmm. Got those degrees because I um, didn't know. Please, say out loud, what degrees did you get? <laughs> I have a PhD in exercise sports science and a master's degree in nutrition. Oh, so this is Dr. Lee that we've been speaking with. <laughs> Dr. Just Lee, yes. know that. <laughs> yes. That's so funny because I never, ever say Dr. Lee. Never. And I think there was one time, well, a few times somewhere where like, Dr. Lee, and I'm looking around like, like, well, Dr. Lee better stand up. They Who's have been that? calling. Who are they talking? Like, her, oh, you mean me. me. Oh. Got it. Here I oh. go. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yep. Here I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, so you know, awesome. is that one of those, the quest, the quest for information? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yes. So what I did, I mean, so that's my personality is like, I'm going to figure it out myself. Because what else is there? I have to, so you right. read. You read and you research and learn. Exactly. And so that's what I did. You know, but that. But if you can make it, it easier for somebody else to yeah, find that information. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm working to get more information out there. I mean, I have this, I say this every morning, but thank you for helping me to create value for my customers and clients, friends and family through my words, through pictures, through mm-hmm. my videos. Like, share the story, share the information, but in a way that is graspable, a way that people understand that it's on, it's easy. Yeah, it, it can be, be done. Easy. It mm-hmm. can be done. It absolutely can be done. Like, I did it. I I transformed my life. You did. And I'm still, you know, I'm still working on it. Because the more that I learn and implement in my life, then the more I can share with other people. So I'm I'm trying to stay on top of it. Because there's so much information, mm-hmm. especially in terms of nutrition. There's so much crazy information that's yeah. out there and conflicting information. Every single day, there's some other fad and some other, other supplement. And people always ask me, because that's the thing, well... What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Well, let me find out so I can give you an educated, so, yeah. educated opinion on it. So I'm using those outlets to share. So what I'm, what I'm starting to read a little bit more on is intermittent fasting and timing of meals and circadian rhythm. So that's mm-hmm. something I'm working on for my next piece, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on that. And then uh, just a lot more of restorative recovery 
practices or alternative healing practices, mm -hmm. like say acupuncture, massage, chiropractic, sound healing, color, just looking at all the things that are being used and have scientifically been proven. So it's not just, yeah. woohoo, right. it says that this, you know, it's like, no, there's science behind this. Yeah. Because that to me is like, okay, that's pretty definitive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your eyes get so big when you're like, like there's science behind this. There's science behind this. <laughs> Don't like, come at me sideways with numbers. your opinions. Show me the facts. Show me yeah. the facts. Yeah, exactly. Because that's to, to me is like the facts speak. The rest oh, yeah. is the rest yeah. is just, I mean, it's opinion. That's that is it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if you can know what you want to know, you might as well, <laughs> you know, find the information so you know it. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just guessing and yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. And then how can people sign up for your newsletter? On the website, there is a spot. Email, first name, and then bing. You start getting the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. We're going to do this again. Please. But it'll be on your it. terms, right? <laughs> well, okay. I can't see your hand. All right. Sweet. Thank you. Sweet.